Again, we should be live on your web. Okay, sorry for a few uh, technical problems to begin with. Um, I think my computer is melting and dying uh, very slow and hot death. Welcome back to um, this week's episode of Arzachin, A Shadow Awakens, where we pick up from the fun and games and the love triangles that took place last week. Um, I'll just quickly run through the announcements. We're going to do something a little different in terms of recap this week. Uh, first announcement is uh, we will have a new player joining us uh, next week, uh, Rachel Lewis, who you can catch with the fabulous 1 in 20 TTG over on YouTube. Um, she's a good friend of Amber's. In fact, most of the entire group are a good friend of Amber's, and Amber didn't bother telling any of us. Um, <laughs> but yes, <laughs> uh, you'll see a lot of collaborative work between us and them over the the coming weeks, months, and years for however long we're stuck in this virtual world. Um, also, uh, next week we'll be piloting a new virtual tabletop. We, as I mentioned on our Twitch, we've entered into, um, well, not so much a partnership, but an agreement with uh, Foundry Virtual Tabletop um, at VT, uh, foundryvtt.com, uh, which is uh, something I've been playing with since uh, Isabeth from the Nat 30s, one of our friends who you can, whose links and stuff you can find at the bottom of the our about section, uh, introduces to us. It's a truly phenomenal tool, and I just can't believe it's not as popular as it should be. Um, but yes, we'll be building a FOA interface for it for uh, that will be released uh, along with um, Forest of Athlean, uh later this year, uh, as soon as it's all ready. And it will be the official place to go to to get a virtual tabletop synced and uh, optimized for FOA. Um, it's that robust. It can take all of our system mechanics like locational damage, um, injuries, etc., and manage them all seamlessly and um, hassle-free for new players out there. Um, other announcements? Um, pretty much like last week, I'll remember them at some point going along, even though I wrote a list. So we'll jump straight into the action. Um, I'm going to ask all my players to roll a d20, please. And the person with the highest score uh, gets to do the recap. So it's going to be fun. So it'll be oh, really funny. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be really fun. Really fun if no wins. <laughs> Never been happier to roll, though. Yeah, me neither. Hey, Ooh. everyone. <laughs> Sorry, recap. Um, <laughs> so, that was my was it? Yeah, as always. Um, <laughs> Uh, oh, yeah. And Mr. only just <laughs> only just lost out. Yes, I know. <laughs> so yes. Uh, so what happened last session was uh, we met up with some uh, uh, adventuring types of the female persuasion, um, who are strong, independent women, and they have just come back from their own adventure to our tiny little village. Um, <laughs> and yes, Neil. I do like. <laughs> um, they've just come back from their adventure. Uh, wherever they have been, we haven't actually asked. Um, we have drunk with them. Uh, we have uh, enjoyed physical relations with them uh, and not enjoyed physical relations with them as well. Uh, so Kada uh, has, has had physical relations with one of their members called Jasmine. Uh, and uh, yes, sorry. Uh, and Mortem uh, has had his posterior um, molested, shall we say, <laughs> um, against his will by the female barbarian uh, and has 
currently angered both the father and uh, daughter of the tavern, um, who has basically said she never wants to see him again. Uh, we have also been introduced to Lily, um, uh, sorry, Annie, even. Annie, who was, who is me, um, and as far as everyone knows, uh, she is an Eleanor, um, or that's how she's introduced herself at the very least. Uh, Kada, um, before this, did cast a spell uh, when she entered the tavern with the female adventurers, uh, alerting them to her presence. Um, with a really bad role. <laughs> uh, and uh, Neil was away, but Musa has currently been left with the adventuring women. And has, and that is uh, what I remember from our session last week. Good stuff, man. That pretty much sums it up. Uh, yeah. Um... Kada and Jasmine are, are a bit of a thing, having a fling and some fun upstairs. Uh, Morton is between a rock and a hard place, caught in a love triangle of not of his own making or part of his own making. Um, and we begin today with Musa um, alone downstairs <laughs> uh, in the, the Happy Ford Inn with uh, Marit, um, Cerise. Uh, Ariana, uh, Scarlet, and of course, Lydia. Because <laughs> um, oh, <laughs> Neil wasn't here last week, we'll give him a, a quick description of, uh, just, sorry, just checking my dice everywhere. Um, the, uh, the Scarlet uh, Sirens, which is the name of the adventuring group that the, all these women make up. Um, there is, of course, Scarlet, the uh, young raven-haired, silver-skinned, um, not raven-haired, uh, red-haired, silver-skinned Eleanor um, that appears to be carrying a little harp around with her. Um, there's a tall, um, dark-skinned Caridian uh, woman um, called Marit. Lydia's the large, loud, in-your-face, ha happy-to-be-alive, North woman, North woman berserker type. Um, Cerise is a small, demure, slightly far, re relatively quiet. Um, Eleanor, disciple of Celine, and the last one is Ariana, who is a um, Ardorian. There we go. I remembered. Yeah, <laughs> it was an Ardorian, um, and she's a spellcaster of some sort. She's a magus of some sort. Um, there's not been a great deal of interaction between them. Musa, because you weren't here, was kind of just sitting quietly in the corner whilst everyone else was having their interactions. Uh, Morton had just recently stormed off. Kada and Jasmine, um, their little courtship lasted all of uh, maybe like three or four drinks before they disappeared upstairs around lunchtime. Um, <laughs> so it's not even, yeah, it's not even, not even the evening. We have started day drinking. <laughs> yeah, not, not even the evening, and um, they're they're out already. So um, I see, Musa, um, so you find yourself downstairs uh, with them. Uh, the sirens they look over you attentively, but Musa being Musa, not being the most verbally gifted in the the common tongue or the the human tongues, so to speak. 
um, even though you seem to be learning all the big words first and leaving the little ones to last. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you're, that's the, the situation you find yourself in. Good. Well, are we day drinking? What time of day are we? Uh, it's literally just, it's literally lunchtime. Uh, they, they came in for, uh, Thavar and Morton were off working at the forge, Morton attempting to uh, work off part payment for a new scythe type weapon that he asked uh, Matthew Iverson to make for him. It turns out Thavar was doing the job for him instead. Um, so they came back for lunch, and that's when you all met up with the Crimson Sirens. It's not just to dress the table in general, rather than trying to pick on anyone individually. Just ask them what they do for money. Will they do anything? <laughs> yeah. Um, Cerise, the, the alienar disciple, her eyebrow certainly perks up at that as um, you don't need an insight above like minus five to realize that she was maybe kind of insulted <laughs> at such a suggestion. Um, what, I'm asking of... is, what, what I'm trying to ask, mm -hmm. I can see that that's gone way, it's gone way <laughs> lower than where I was aiming. But what I meant was, how do you vet what jobs to do? Is it purely financial or are we thinking, oh, that sounds like fun, or I've never been there, or he looks all right, well, you, I'll help someone out. What, how, how do you, what do you do for money? Uh, um, Scarlett's the one that smiles and looks over to you because most, most of the other women kind of look in her direction. Scarlett, you can certainly tell, is the leader of the group, so to speak, is kind of named after her. Um, and she looks over and smiles at you. She goes, oh, well, um, we just started off doing good deeds here and there. Um, we helped Benford a couple of times. Um, just passing through, it's when I met, and she kind of looks up towards the stairs um, in the direction where Jasmine and Kate had headed off. And so it's where I first met Jasmine. Um, we got involved in a, a little caper with some uh, infernal creature in, uh, shall we say, possessing the local wildlife, so to speak. Uh, we banished it and drove it off, and since we thought it'd be a good idea to start a little party, and on our travels we met the rest of the ladies, and she points at all the others. Um, and we came together and we we tried to, and she looks, certainly looks in the direction of Cerise, the uh, Eleanor disciple. We certainly tried to do the good deed and the moral thing, and um, sometimes we don't take money, sometimes we just the, the treasures we find along the way pay the way. Um, just have a free you, life. You travel far, or is it always? Um, well, been we've, we've been around. We've been to Athelene. We've been to Algia. Um, yeah. Uh, so mostly not. I wouldn't say we've been very far. Uh, certainly, we've been to some of the other nations in this part of the world. We've not been up over the mountains to to Shentine. Um, as, as you say. Some of our faces wouldn't fit particularly well up there. Um, but yeah, we've we've done a few good deeds, helped villagers deal with hill giants down in the Dianoc Mountains and stuff like that that were having troubles. But it's just adventure. Like, to be honest, if I'm really truthful with you, most of it is boring, it's a lot of traveling between places. And But that's when you get your bonding time, when you're sitting around the campfires, when you get to know your comrades and and you discover what they're really worth when the chips and the 
shall we say, the preferable poop <laughs> flies out the window when the fighting starts. It's not without our risks. Uh, we've already lost two girls over the last couple of years. Yeah, it's, it's more than about that, I think. Mm -hmm. It seems to have lost two girls in quite rapid succession. That's Lydia that laughs out loud at that comment. <laughs> Don't say it. Her, 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 her response to you that is, had his chance, but he's off chasing the pipe dream. Oh. Could have had some fun for the night, but wow. So, do you, Young, do you find, would you call Renford your home? Um, it seems to be somewhere that you always come back to, or is it just somewhere that's a place on the map that just seems to you seem to pass through? It's a place on the map we seem to pass through. Uh, we've made some friends in town, obviously. Um, Matthews, we've done a lot of business with, he's prepared some armor and made some weapons and stuff for us. Obviously, we stay here at the Happy Ford every time we're in town. So we've got to know Matthias and um, Patricia and Doriana and his wife, uh, Selena. Uh, so, so we, we've got to know most of the locals from time to time. We've done a few jobs for Renford. Uh, I, for instance, wanted to start out on this life because I'm a bit of an impasse at the moment and I don't quite know where I'm going next. Um, obviously, not here. No, not here. No. I've already embarrassed myself too much, too often here. I'd go somewhere warmer. What, what would you, how would you suggest I get started? Is it visit the town hall, find people in trouble, get involved? Some of it's pure luck and happenstance. I've guess, I guess, for myself and Jasmine, we would just happen to be in the right place at the right time. Um, sometimes, obviously, if I'm honest, some of the like um, academies and Megas Towers and stuff like to hire adventurers to go off and find things for them. Um, they're, they're quite big on that type of thing. Um, but you'll have to travel some of the major towns like Talanor or Atalan City or Velosia um, or uh, Delnark or... Um, Chariah over in Kirin, if you want to travel that far east, totally up to you. But if you want somewhere warmer, then yeah, go head down towards Pogia or uh, uh, Noldar down on the, the south coast. Uh, it's certainly a lot warmer than it is up here. She kind of looks at you quizzically. I can tell by your accent, and, and you're not really from around here. No, this this <laughs> kind of stuff disgusts me on many, many levels. <laughs> Mainly not being able to keep my balance in this cold, torrid. Mm landscape yeah it's it's not the the most hospitable no. climate no. um i would rather face demons than walk across it to be honest <laughs> um lydia's lydia's response to that is that what you know snow's wonderful thing is it you you can build your houses with it you can, she goes on this little mini rant and tirade about how wonderful snow is the fact you can build houses from it i've literally switched <laughs> off she's like going oh it's the snow thing again yeah and that and from then on, obviously, because you've now broken the ice and you've had a, a little discussion about. No, nah, we've not broken the ice because we're not doing any more snow jokes. But yeah, <laughs> I understand. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> what did I say last week? Last week about he who puns. Yeah, <laughs> all right. Yeah, I'll stop. <laughs> right. So yeah, um, we hit. So I say, and you you break the ice and um, we spend a quiet day. You don't have to pay a penny for any drinks and stuff like that. Um, Scarlet and the, the rest of the Crimson Sirens are happy to 
order rounds and drinks and you're never asked for a penny. Um, from a perspective point of view, they might not be might not be super mega rich or affluent, but their gear is tidy and very serviceable. Um, they've all got a couple of scars here and there. Um, the only one that's really has a pristine face um, was Jasmine. Um, and certainly the likes of Lydia and Marit, the um, uh, Caridian, they've, they're certainly carrying a, a fair number of battle scars with them. Um, Marit has one, no, they don't have ears, they, it's kind of one of her ear, her ear ridges is missing. Um, so they're sharing the wares and terrors of adventures and they gave you a little warning that it has its risks, but it almost has its rewards if you're interested. Mm. Good. Yes. So yeah. we, good stuff. Sorry. Um and, and it's Scarlet that and at the point saying I think I am a Scarlet turns around and my best advice to you would be surround you surround yourself with people you can trust. Uh, and that's the end of and that's the end of the campaign, everyone. So um yeah, we will quickly flick over um, fade to black and the camera will pan towards the stairs and upwards. Um, round three is finished. Um, Kada, you and Jasmine are upstairs. Uh, it's mid-afternoon. <laughs> okay. Um, I feel like three rounds is is a good, good go. Um, about this point, Kada will get up and start getting dressed again. Um, mm -hmm. And she'll just turn to Jasmine and be like, um, I have appointments to keep. Um, perhaps I'll see you later. She just looks up and smiles at you, um, totally unashamed or abashed, and no attempt to hide under uh, blankets or anything. She just actually mm. smiles at you and goes, yeah, sure, uh, no problem. I'll be downstairs. I believe Scarlet might be performing tonight. You won't want to miss I'll be, I'll be back for the performance, um, and I'll give her a, I'll like, kiss the knuckle of her hands and then head out the door. And then I'm going to make for the, what's his name? The armor place on the other side um, of the uh, It was Polton's armor. Polton's armor, yeah. Polton's leatherwork, leatherworks. Yes. So yeah, kiss the kiss her hand and then walk out the door and head towards Polton's leatherwork on the other side of the river. That means crossing the river. river. It means crossing <laughs> no. the river. Who's excited? Not me. Yes. Um, how many rolls am I making for this? So, for the record, holding on to the rope, using my quarter staff, praying, Zaragos, <laughs> everything possible. Okay. So, yeah, you get a D6 advantage for using your staff for balance and holding on to the rope. Um, oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> and you have to make three checks, and you've got to get over uh, 11. Okay. Remind me, is it dexterity? Yeah, it's just straightforward dexterity check with a D6 oh. advantage. Thank goodness, because I have plus zero to that, so yeah. <laughs> uh, D6, so that'd be 21. 21, the first one. So yeah, you get out onto the ice and part the way across quite happily. Okay. Oh, I'm making three of these rolls, aren't I? Yes, three of them. Oh, God damn. I'm just going to do all the right. D20s. Yep, you all, a third of the way across. Five, and you got a D6 advantage, so you better roll well for the last one. <laughs> yep. Yeah, one. Praying. Oh, oh, oh and a six. Oh, just saved it. So, yeah, you kind of slip, kind of slip just about towards the end, um, and you land 
um, rather than falling or kind of drop to, to your knee and whatever. And then you slipped something that does stand out and a stark contra uh, contrast to you in your mind is there's no noise from the other side of the river. I'll have a look up to where the little girl's window is. It's closed. To the hall. Sorry. Very strange. Um, well, Musa maybe killed her then. Um, <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm just going to file that information away in my main, in my, what word was I going for? In my brain for now. And I'll continue on to uh, Polton's. Okay, so yeah, you, you know where Polton's is, you head back up to up, uh, Market Lane towards Market uh, Square. And just before you get to Market on your right hand side is Polton's Leverworks. Um, it's getting a little dark now, it being mid afternoon and um, the latter end of winter. Um, as you go through the door, there's a little, little ding. Most of the shops in town have a little bell above them. Above the door. Okay. Sorry, above the door. Um, and behind the desk is sitting little Jimmy. As he walks in, Evening, at you, and he's just scratching and giving away a, um, a little piece of little circular bowl shaped piece of leather in front of him. Is this the the flower? Oh, hello, Miss. Um, yeah, I I should be finished in just a few moments. Um, just give me some pa pa, and he calls out to his dad, and um, right, uh, Mister Polton, well, Master Polton comes out. Ah, good day to you, Miss Kader. Um, your armor's good day. Uh, your armor is ready if you just give me a couple of moments and the, of course yeah, an inquiring look at, over to see now uh jimmy is doing there's a nice gentle nod and uh, of approval um kind of like a you know, there's a like proud dad look on his face um as he does that i'll be like you have a good son he's a hard worker it's good he, to see he's a good lad um and he goes back comes back comes back with your armor um helps you into it tests it out and just to see if those any try fits well um it's got a nice soft velvet lining um which you were quite surprised about um it's fancy. yeah it, and you have a suit of leather armor I don't um and by, by the time you finish then um uh jimmy is finished with the, the little leather flower that you commissioned um i'm just gonna make a oh 19 on dice. It's very good. <laughs> he's he's done a, a very good job. Um, though it's not like detailed pedals, because obviously one side of it is it's leather, it's quite rough. But yeah, he's created what is a very nice um leather rose. Um it's kind of uh, a darkish tan. It's not quite red, but is as close as you could probably get with a normal piece of offshoot, so tanned a dark tanned leather armor. Yeah, it looks it looks good. Okay, so after I've paid for the uh, armor, I'll make a point of turning to Jimmy and being like, "How much would you like for the rose?" And I'll like have my coins at the ready. He looks at me. Uh, pa, pa said it was uh, in. Um, pa, he goes up to you, son. It's your work. He goes two copper, two pennies. Two pennies. I'll count out two, and then I'll add an extra, a third one, and be like. Working so hard. Takes him he smiles and he nods at you. Oh, thanks, Miss. Thanks. Thank you. Um, and I'll just be like, "Have a good evening, both. Thank you so much for this." And and I'll head back towards the the pub. Okay, so, yep. Hey, here we go. 
Three more checks. <laughs> uh, before before we go across the river, can I have a little look as I'm walking back through Market Square to see like if the place in general, like everywhere, is quiet, or if it's just that little girl's house that's like um, quiet? Yeah. Um, one thing you do notice, obviously, you come out of Portland's and you can look into Market Square. You know where Janice's house was on the far side of Market Square. Uh, there appears to be um, three local militiamen standing outside of Janice's door. Okay. Uh, but, but there, I, are, but there are other people. Market Square is obviously not used because of the time of the year. You see people coming, a couple of people coming out of the general store, and a couple of people using some of the other stores like the bakery and stuff, uh, getting like late in the day bread, etc. Okay, okay. Again, I'm gonna I'm gonna just follow that away. I'm very aware of my brain that like we have given people false names and we could very well be in trouble. So I'm just gonna head back to the happy thought. I'm not gonna go over and ask about the militia. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I'm just noting that. Yeah, fair enough. So yeah, you you head back and um, obviously you get to the forward. Uh, three more, three more checks. What? What? Oh no! Oh, I got a ninety-one. No! On the last leg. <sighs> okay, you as you were like halfway across, you're holding onto the rope. Your lips, your lips, your your, your feet kind of slip out. And as you're kind of holding yourself and your staff that way, you slip down and you, you do the splits. Uh, <laughs> yeah, which is quite painful. So you are unsteady um, <laughs> for a while. You're suffering from the unsteady condition. Um, but no noise or laughter from yonder window. I let out a singular to stand <laughs> up and carry on. Yep. And... Oh my God. Make a make your last check with a D4 disadvantage. Oh God! Why do you do this to me? It's like you want me to fail. Yes. <laughs> or you still pass it. Success. Even it, so it's fine. Okay, so yeah, you, man you manage to get back. So you're kind of hobbling a little gingerly um, back towards. I like rubbing uh, my thighs. Yeah, the, the happy forward. Uh, sorry, it's, it's not like you're going to struggle for someone to give you a massage. Um. <laughs> that is true. Although I'm definitely not going there. <laughs> <laughs> so Morton, we had a good morning. So Morton, you're back in the uh, Matthew Iverson's forge. Um, you're just helping out, carrying coal. You're watching Thavar um, working for the afternoon, working on your uh, scythe. Uh, anything you want to do whilst you're at the forge? Any discussions you want to have? No, no. I'm I'm trying to be quiet and. Keep out of the way. No okay. more singing. Uh, Annie, when we last saw you, you were leaving the Happy Fjord. Where were you going? What do you want to do? Uh, I was in the Happy Fjord uh, reading. Okay. Oh, yeah, you yeah. were upstairs reading. Right? Yeah, I was uh, upstairs reading my farming manual. <laughs> yes, you were, you were reading your farming manual. Yeah. So, yeah, um, so pretty much you spend the afternoon reading your farming manual. Mortem, you... Um, just, just to say, um, I would actually like to send my imp off in Raven form, just mm -hmm. to go and spy on the militiamen. Uh, which militiamen? You're una you're completely unaware of. Uh, no, I, uh, I when I was by the house, you, you I saw... spot a uh, spot a guard. I just want to go send it Sorry. back to the house. Yeah, just so it, it, it's sitting watching the house. Um, that's where it will stay because it's now out of out of range of communication, out of comms range, so to speak. Yep, no worries. That's fine. 
but yeah, once it comes back, I'll get it to relay relay the information. Yep. And it sits there. It see and and what um what it will see when it comes back and release the information, just so we can get on to continuity, not in the right things mm -hmm. later on. Um, it sees um after about an hour of sitting there, um, four humans that is unaware or wearing similar militia garb, one wearing slightly fancier garb, come out of the house uh, talking to two other humans, uh, one woman, one female, maybe a mother right. and a father, and a little blonde-haired girl terrifyingly ho holding onto her, her daddy's leg. Can I get it to go any closer so that it can hear? Um, the only way to do that would be for it to fly across and try and land on somewhere on their house. No, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> That's fine. Okay. It, it, it does get a quizzical look from the little girl and a couple of militia men, but it's not the only raven seen in town during the day. It will have noticed a couple of others. Sorry. Yeah, carry on. Um, I'll get it to just fly off um, somewhere, uh, not back to the fjord, though. As it as it flies off, um, it, obviously its last glimpse is of the little girl seeing it and <laughs> shivering and like burying her head into her, her father's side. Okay. And then he sees the mission men head off with their little ice shoes and stuff uh, westward over the fjord um, and make a turning or on some kind of northward side street. Okay, no worries. Okay, uh, so we find ourselves eventually a couple of hours later, it's got dark, Morton, Favar, and uh, Matthew Iverson finished. Your scythe is pretty much finished, but you've got one more day's worth of work to work on it, um, to work off the any excess payment, etc. But yeah, it's very serviceable, um, and she's done a very good job. You have a two-handed slave. Nice. Um, I'm guessing we're going back towards the inn, but I'm going to make a skirting around to the back of the inn. Okay, so yeah, you head I'm back. The courtyard at the back where the horses yeah, there, There's There's uh, a stable yard behind back, yeah? Yeah, there is I'm no going to just... There is no back entrance to the inn, though. No, no, it's somewhere out of the way, and I'm just going to be practicing using a two two weapon, um, two handed weapon for the evening. Okay, so you're not and going back. Yeah, so you're not. Oh, going I'm back. trying to avoid getting there as late as possible when <laughs> okay, it's at least enough. really busy. So, Katie, yeah, you come, you come back, Annie. You're upstairs, um, and like I say, uh, Moose has kind of spent most of the, most of the day there. For those of you that are in the inn downstairs, um, uh, Kada, are you going to join? Um, I would head straight over to Musa and I'd sort of wave to everyone and be like, good evening, good evening. Um, I have to make sure, make sure I get the right piece of background music now because um, there, so as the evening goes by, um, the inn starts to fill up. Uh, people obviously heard and you see a few people come in and introduce yourselves to the sirens and um, like Scarlet and Lydia and a few others kind of welcome people as friends, etc. Um, right, I don't know, it would be that one. And there's a little bit of probably a little too late. 
and yeah, there we go. And uh, during as the evening goes by, um, the mood in the inn turns a little jovial with the um, the sirens in town. Um, you can get this uh, from sitting at the table with the others. You get this uh, opinion that um, well, you, you certainly notice that a lots of locals seem to come up and ask Scarlett if she's going to perform for the evening. Um, and every now and then Scarlett will get up and she performs little ditties and local songs. Um, Annie, you can hear music filtering out from the, the tavern. Um, um, from the inn, uh, well, from downstairs, and same with you, Morton, you can hear a more lively, upbeat atmosphere. Uh, so when the volume downstairs starts to get quite, um, like, quite loud, uh, Annie will come out and just come downstairs and join. Um, okay. And walk up to the table. Um, beforehand, though, I would have liked to recall the inn and have it change its form um, okay. in, into, um, into just a rat um that will sit on my shoulder thank okay. you um and then yeah annie will come downstairs okay um you come down um the first thing that strikes you obviously um from where you your tables were by the stairs um you notice over by the fireplace that there's a space that's been cleared away and one of the bar stools has been placed in front of the the fire sitting on the bar stool is Scarlet. Um, and the first thing that strikes you, especially as an LAR, and something that Musa and Kada, everyone in the inn will, will notice, she only has a heart. And when she's playing, every time she strums it, it's as if an orchestra starts to play. All sorts mm -hmm. of accompanying instruments come into play. What's your history, Annie? Uh, oh, that is a very good question. Uh, my and um, that music shouldn't stop. <laughs> yeah, uh, seven total. There we go. Hopefully, the audience can hear the background music. Yeah, uh, seven for my history. Yeah, okay, that's certainly enough. Um, as an LNR, you would have grown up with you'd have been taught the histories of your house, house valor, and stuff like that. You'd have maybe been taught a few of the histories of the age of Arcana, something the LNR are all very proud of. Um, as a people, um, what you see before you is something that you would have thought would only have been a myth or a legend. Because the first thing that strikes into your mind is you're watching a spell singer perform. Mm. Something uh, that, oh, sorry. yeah, something that supposes a, a form of magic that supposedly had disappeared it, at the end of the age of Arcana. I'm incredibly interested uh, straight away, um, and I will pull up a stool as close as possible without getting in anyone's way. And so, just... rather than, so rather than taking a seat with the others, you sit at the bar closer to Scarlett? Yep. Yeah, okay. I will sit at the bar. <laughs> so as you get there, as, as mentioned, as Scarlett starts to play, she's got a delightful voice, and um, every time she strums the her heart, um, you can sense being close enough because you've got a, a decent enough arcana that there is magic at play and the lighting and the mood shapes can every make a can everyone make it uh, apart from morton who's at range can everyone make a charisma saving throw mm -hmm. uh, 
Oh, so bad. <laughs> That's another natty one. Uh, <laughs> 19 for me. Okay, so Kada and Musa, you are completely enraptured in the performance that's taking place. Um, Annie, you got what, 19? I got 19. Um, okay. What I, what I would say is if I passed, um, I would like to be studying the magic itself. Um, what's um, going on? Or trying not, to, at the very least. You're not quite sure of what magic is at work, because this is a, a type of magic that you've not been taught before. But you can you can sense that there is an arcane feel to it. You can feel that the, um, Starlet is certainly manipulating arcane um, magic of, of some sort to improve her performance. You get the idea that she's manipulating things like thaumaturgy to lower or improve the lighting in the room. You think that there's things like um, other minor cantrips, like minor illusion. Because as she starts to play, then lights light up. And depending upon the ballad or whatever she's playing, you get um, images appear, appear and portray. It's a wonderfully beautiful performance. Um, and you're more interested in the the technique, technique of it. Yeah. What you're kind of figure out is that she has the ability to mold and shape and merge spells into a performance um, and that was the essence of the spell singer um, everyone that failed their saving throw um, you are refreshed and happy um, uh, Scarlet's music fills you with a sense of joy and wonder um, you kind of get that feeling, Annie, that as well as um, the other types of performance types of magic, that there may have been some kind of charmative or um, emotion-based magic in well, uh, involved as well to try and bring people on. Um, and she performs well for maybe an hour and uh, hour or so. She does a first set and everyone comes over happy and they buy her drinks. And, they, and they, rather than it being a case where um, the sirens were buying everybody drinks. Once Scarlet's finished, there's rapturous report, applause and, and everything. Then people start buying them drinks um, in in wonder, and they're very gracious about it. And um, one thing that Kado and Musa, you will uh, certainly notice that um, the slightly less off families, etc., um, they don't accept drinks from. They only really accept drinks from those people that they feel or they know that could afford to buy them drinks. These guys are so pure. Yeah, so, so they're, they're a lovely bunch. And once you're there and you've come back, you, you, you've sat down and Jasmine sits kind of down next to you and it's just small talk and stuff going on. Um, and partly through the evening, Morton, uh, you can hear a lot of fun and applause and laughter and joy and happiness coming from the inn. Um, what are you doing? <laughs> I am just practicing sword strokes. I'm trying to make two-handed weapon fighting completely muscle memory. Okay, fair enough. So you're, you're hard at work being a fighter. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to distract myself from even going into the inn. Okay, fair enough. As long as possible. All right, so we move back to the inn. Um, it, it's now early evening and night goes on. Uh, Scarlet does a couple of um, other sets and she does some like love ballads and everything. And what would make another check? Can everyone make a Christmas saving throw again for our second set? Mm -hmm. 
23! Hot mm. dang! Ten. It's turning around, my dude! <laughs> uh, what do what you guys get? So 23 for Kada. 10 for me. Okay. 10 for Annie. What? Neil? Musa? Ten. Ten. Okay. So, yeah, um, Annie and Musa Felt. And Musa, again, um, you're totally enraptured, you think, Scarlet's <laughs> probably, probably the best band you've ever seen. Um... <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Um, Annie, you, you get more into the performance now rather than the technical side of it. Yep. Um, yeah, it's, again, it's she goes through um, a, a string of uh, a couple of love ballads. She starts taking requests, etc. Kada, you're not so enamoured by the process this time. You're trying to get that sense okay. that she, though she's a very good performer, that there's more to it behind it. Not suspicious, but there is magic at play that may have influenced your your shall we say musical critical eye in the first performance. Um, you pick up a couple of missed notes here and there. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, the first performance made me feel incredibly happy, so I'm sort of like, whatever she's doing, it doesn't seem to be bad, so I'm okay yeah. with that. So instead, yeah. I'm more enamored with Jasmine for this yeah. song. And the, that's fine. The, 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 two of you, the two of you have a good time. Um, Jasmine doesn't appear to have any clinginess to her. There's no... There's no discussions you thought. You're just having a good chat and a good time. And oh, yeah, we're specifically you... not flirting. It's just like friendly yeah. banter. Yeah, it, it, as it, it is just friendly, ba friendly banter um, from Jasmine's side as well. So she's got what she, she got what she wanted. She's... We're on the same page. She's scratching it, and that's it. So time to move on. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, so the evening starts to draw on. You're starting to get late. More in your arms are certainly tired. Um, you finally going to come in, or are you going to stay out there? It's yeah, getting cold. It's cold. Sneak in as silently as the big guy can. As you come in, it is. You obviously go around the front. You kind of sneak in the door, etc. Uh, for those people that have been inside, because of Scarlet's performing, the inn is now packed. There are there are people like standing up against the walls or little children sat on the windowsills there's kids sat on the table watching and applauding etc more and you come in and you see this pack in um if they could have fit if they could have fit the entire um town inside of the, the happy ford everybody would be here to watch scarlet perform um and you see little, the little eleanor scarlet um her red hair kind of glowing magically um playing this beautiful, happy, joyful piece, and there are a couple of children dancing on the tables, etc. Can everyone make another Christmas saving throw? Someone comes in. Can I try and wave him down, by the way? Yeah. Yeah. You, more of you see Kada trying to catch your eye. Oh. Oh. oh That's no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm so at the moment. So branch out this three. With a natural one. I got a nine, so I tried okay. to wave down Morton, but I can't remember what I was going to tell him. <laughs> um, Annie, what did you get? Sixteen. Okay. Um, Morton's been in the inn. You, you don't notice Kada like waving your down. She kind of puts hands up for a little bit, has this quizzical look on her face, and shakes and carries on talking to um, Jasmine as if she'd forgotten you were there or what she wanted to say to you. 
Um, oh my god, it's so good! And then it's the, it's music, the music starts to fade quietly, and the, the lights start to dip and lower and drop, and the inn goes quiet, deathly quiet. Um, everyone that failed their saving throw, which would be everyone apart from Morton. Oh wow! Um, you feel. Peace, you feel quiet, you feel enraptured as if you're um, still focused on Annie. The lights flicker and the light drops and dims and lowers. Um, and then quietly, slowly, gently, Scarlet starts to strum her harp one more time. And this happens. I'm going to ask everyone to be very quiet.
And as quickly as it came, the only person that remembers that song being sung in the entire room is Morton. For the rest of you, it felt like a, like a subliminal image, as if it took place, but you can't grasp its senses, and Scarlet kind of instantly drifts straight back into her upbeat ditty, so to speak, um, and for uh, to stop Amber bursting into tears, um, <laughs> that was sung you by yeah, that was sung by Rachel Lewis, who will be joining us as a cast member next week, um, as a bespoke piece of music, and it is titled "Shadow to Night." It was phenomenal. So back to story. So yeah, that took place. Um, that happened, and. You kind of sense that for all of you, so Kada, Annie, Musa, you all sense that something dark and different took place. Morton, you're the only one that remembers the words. Oh dear, he's going to be humming this for months now. <laughs> and um. the night carries on and you, Morton, you kind of start edging your way in. One thing you would have noticed, Morton, Apart from yourself, every single person in that in that inn was enraptured on what was taking place and what was going on. He's taken most of this and trying to sneak up the stairs. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, whilst that was taking place, you kind of get halfway um, up the stairs. Because um, everybody's focused on Scarlet at the moment and the when she certainly when she broke in the shadows of the night um everybody was focused on her so i might give ask you to make a stealth check if you're going to take that opportunity to try and yeah avoid. <laughs> I am, as soon as the song stops i'm gonna be continuing humming it as i'm walking up the rest mm -hmm. of the stairs yeah so you're humming it as you head up um and say so, so you managed to get upstairs and the rest of you are downstairs. Scarlet finishes her set and comes back to the table and sits down with Ann, uh, notices Annie, kind of gives you a look as she's finishing and walking back towards it. And, um, it, was tough, it, was a bit, it was a bit of a, more of a suspicious look than mm -hmm. a, just, hi, how are you? Um, yep. And then she heads back and so Kada Musa, you're sat at the table with Babar, Matthew and the the sirens, um, Thabar kind of pulls you in closer, noticing Morton is left, um, and I have to get the message that Harriet left for me, I kind of put it somewhere. So I'll, um, I'll follow back, uh, I'll follow um, Scarlet back to the table as well, um, from the bar. I'm on the bar. Yeah, she's okay. We'll check, we don't yeah, remember okay. hearing the song. So, do we you, still feel all the emotions? You, you feel the emotions. Um, it's as if the words are kind of intangible. Obviously, when you watch a song, you kind of remember it immediately. Um, it's as if it was more subliminal, as if the song came through at a different level. Rather than settling in your minds, it may have settled somewhere else. Okay. 
Um, just because I'm feeling it emotionally, so I'm like, if Kada can feel it emotionally as well, that's that's also great. Yeah, you, um, you all feel it. You certainly all feel it emotionally. Kada, um, actually, can you make another charisma saving throw? This you guys saying that I'm evil again? Because <laughs> honestly, I'm disputing it. Not saving throw, charisma check. Okay, that's still 19. Um, okay, 19. Yes. Though you were listening to the song and you were as enraptured as everybody else, you sensed the familiar presence behind the words. Interesting. No. I can't, like, recognize power on Scarlet, can I? It's too late to do that. Well, um, when, when you cast, um, dis when, when you cast uh, Discern uh, Spirit or earlier, in the day, she oh, was as blurry yeah. and happy as everybody else. Very true. Ooh, that's shady. Ooh, <laughs> claps and suspicion. Gemma was right. Um... <laughs> right. Um, yeah, so um, once Annie has reached the table, uh, Morton's kind of gone to hide upstairs trying to avoid Patricia as much as possible. Um, Davar calls you all in. Well, you're taking Lydia with you. No, no, no! I'm trying to avoid both of them. <laughs> okay, fair enough. <laughs> I'm oh, glad you kind of gave me that time. Yeah, the, the, the song certainly gave, gave you ample cover to <laughs> to avoid both women, both women in your life. Um, yeah. Um, let me just turn the background music. Um, you're all sat there. You're just talking, and Thabar calls you all in. Um, get a little closer. Uh, turn the background music down a little. Sorry, buddies. Um, just turns around, uh, to, uh, looks mainly at Kada and Musa because she doesn't really know Annie, she's just someone she's met today. Um, and she says, um, Kada, uh, Musa, I feel I have something I need to talk to you about. Would you like to see um, elsewhere? Um, no, no, here's fine. Um, I'm, she kind of looks over at Matthew. I'm, because I've, I've spoken with Matthew, I've decided that I'm I'm going to stay here. Um, if I'm honest, um, though, I, I'm happy to have known you all, and you, I'm happy to have been part of this little clutch. Uh, just I'm not sure this life is for me. Um, I wasn't happy giving a it's kind of in conspiratorial anyway, giving a false name. Um, if that's the life that adventuring is going to be it's not really for me um and matthew's got a, a place at his forge and he's offered me a, a chance to stay um and i've agreed um no one I've, will be a chance at home mm -hmm. and thank you Musa. I'm, I'm glad you understand um and if you ever do find eric again um uh, then tell him i'm i'll miss him i'll miss you all but um I think it's best for me if I stay here and maybe when the winter's thaw and if I'm doing well and maybe I'll return to win or maybe I'll just stay here and learn from Matthew and live a life. It, it was nice learning from Granny. I'll miss him greatly and his experiences have certainly molded me, but I'm not sure life out on the trail and certainly listening to what Scarlett and the other girl, and like Marit and Lydia have had to say, I'm not sure that life is really for me. Kada's gonna hold out her arms to her and just not say anything and mm -hmm. see if she goes in for a hug. Um, yeah. But, yeah. Mm -hmm. 
Can Harriet, you give her a long hug? Harriet's in the chat. Do you go for the hug, Harriet? She hugs. She hugs. Kada <laughs> uh, will hug Thamar and just have a little uh, sad sigh this time rather than an exasperated sigh. We're really pushing the range. Um, and once she's finished hugging, she'll just uh, look up at her and be like, We'll miss you. I'm, I'm sorry about granite legs. The road has been tough. It has been difficult. Um, maybe we'll meet someday. If you pass through, please look me up. Um, and if Eric does find his way through here, um, where will you be going? Palinor, I believe, is the plan. Um, okay, good. Then if he comes through, then I'll, I'll point him in your direction. I hope we meet again. You too, Bob. You've not left yet, so let's have a few drinks. Well, yes. Enjoy yes. ourselves and maybe listen to that lovely Ellie in our play some more music um, and we'll say our goodbyes when it's time to stay. Okay. Um, and I'll go back to turn back to the rest of the table. Mm -hmm. Okay, and, so, and for the rest of the evening you all just drink, get merry. We'll have a constitution check from uh, Annie because um, okay. the drinks are flowing certainly after I the last set. I wouldn't be drinking that much. Okay. Um, I like to keep my wits about me. Uh, yeah, can I have uh, perception checks from everyone, please? Because uh, for various reasons, apart from Morton, who is hiding in his room with a pillow <laughs> over his head, under his t under the t under the bed, <laughs> praying that nobody attempts to sneak into his room. <laughs> oh, he, he doesn't even care. He's hoping that no one knows what me is in. <laughs> First roll I'm is sorry. constitution check, second roll is uh, 16 for perception. Okay. Uh, 14 for perception. What was the con check? Oh uh, yeah, okay. so con check. Uh, so, yeah. You get drunk, but you, you certainly don't end up as bad as Kader did on the first night. Mm -hmm. um, there, there's no more grief drinking. Kader is trying to hold back from that level. Am I as smashed as Kader? No, keep drinking. <laughs> Am I as smashed as Katie? Does she yeah. look worse than me? Then I'm fine. Yeah. <laughs> All right, um, so the evening um, passes on. Um, right, uh, Annie, uh, what was your perception check? 14. 14. Okay, you do notice that um, you are getting a certain number of looks from the far side of uh, the Sirens table, particularly from Scarlet, Cerise, and Ariana. Um, Though none of them have engaged you in conversation, uh, they will occasionally engage each other in conversation and you will get the occasional look. Um, Musa, um, you're, just, you're just having fun. <laughs> uh, there is something that does perk your interest slightly at some stage. Um, you're not quite sure, um, but you see lots of faces coming and going and as the evening goes by and you get a little blurry, Etc., and all the faces kind of merge into one. And well, after all, as Morton says, all these humans they look the same. Um, and you see a face that may have struck a chord with you, you're not sure who. Um, just this woman wandering about the inn and laughing and joking. Peter, um, whilst you're sat there talking and laughing and joking and having fun, you feel something brush up against the back of your ankle. Me. Can I have a look not, and be not, like, 
Good, not physical, because obviously you've got your feet under the table and you've you kind of got your feet under your chair as well, where you're talking and laughing, leaning on the table, hugging Favar, talking to Jasmine and, and the others, etc. So you're all fully involved in the situation. You feel as if something, not really, but as if like the hairs on the back of your leg, something stood up. I'm just feeling very uneasy all of a sudden. Okay, um, can I have a look around at everyone? See if anyone's casting some magic? Mm -hmm. Like, if it's not a physical thing that I felt, then like, yeah, I want to see if anyone's casting. Yeah, you said you didn't see anyone casting. Is anyone looking in my direction? Well, they're all kind of engaged in conversation. Like, Jasmine's currently off relieving herself. Um, because much like yourself, she's imbued quite a bit today. Um, um, if I can't see anyone, like I'll, I'll just keep more of an eye out now. I'm probably going to stop drinking and switch to water as much as I can. Um it again a moment later. The other angle. Can I look? I'm going to look under the table. I'd be you like... don't look under the table, but as you look down, you see this ghostly white tail slip kind of below the floorboards, as if it just kind of drifted below the floorboards. I hope Did no one see that? I immediately stopped drinking. That <laughs> look, I've seen that look before. She was, out, she was out cold and then puked her room. No. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, I'm not feeling uh, too good. I guess I've been drinking too much. Um, can I see if there's like a door to go down? Stairs. There, like is, there is no downstairs. You know, obviously, being on on the ground floor, um, okay, that there, no that there is no basement. It's like the, the first level of the floor is, which is a couple of feet off the ground. I really do not want to use magic surrounded by people of such pure souls who hate <laughs> the god that I worship. Um, so I, considering I am slightly tipsy, I'm just going to bring my, my legs up on the seat and just. Continue the banter, <laughs> nervously. Okay, so you, you carry on and, and Jasmine comes back. Sees you kind of sitting up with your knees up on the table and just kind of gives you a weird look, just sits down and lets <laughs> you, and the evening, the evening goes on. Um, anyone want to do anything before retiring to bed? Any conversations they want to have? Um, I'd like to move around the table to have a word with um, Scarlett and the rest um and just basically say okay you've been looking at me all night you've been talking about me i guess um what is it presumptuous well you've looked over chatted then looked over again you said you were a house from house black yes yes this isn't yeah. this, this conversation takes place in, place in eloise yeah. Which, for the sake of the viewers, is the native tongue of the Eleanor. Yes. Okay. Um, and I'll, uh, I'll say, yes, I am. Or, and it's Cerise well, that then looks at you and goes, and what did you do to lose your soul? Very deadpan. Very yeah. straightforward. <laughs> uh, she, she, she think it, she's thinking about it um, for quite a while, and she... She looks up and says, my brother. It was 
a big mistake. The biggest that I have ever made. Can you make a uh, constitution saving throw, please? Because somebody started casting a spell. Yep, fair enough. Uh, can I come spell it? <laughs> nope, because it's divine. Okay. There's only one person sat at the table that can do anything about it. Yep, fair enough. But yeah, you, you will see. Um, uh, Cerise, <laughs> grab her holy symbol and start chanting. You say wisdom saving throw, yeah? Constitution. Oh, constitution, sorry. Uh, we all see that? Everyone. I, Four. What are you doing? <laughs> okay, Annie, you feel your limbs start to go rigid and solid. You are held. Yep. Can we see that Annie's like completely frozen? Yep, she's turned into a statue. Did did Annie offend you? What what's going on here? Like Lydia is kind of turned around shocked and ashamed and abashed, uh, as if go, what and slips Scott, what the hell's going on? Um and uh it's uh like Marek stands up and reaches for a dagger in her belt and Jasmine reaches for a dagger in her belt and her boot. Um <laughs> and I'm, just like, <laughs> I'm gonna stand up. I don't really know this person. Um, and everyone in the inn, all the heads in the inn have like turned around to this altercation. We don't know Annie that well, so we don't know much about her, but if she's um, done something to offend you, turning her into a statue seems dramatic. Scarlet, Scarlet's the one that reacts first, as far as words are concerned. She turns around to... Well, I will stop the music now, because she's certainly stopped playing. <laughs> um, <laughs> so yeah, um, she turns around and calls over to uh, Marcus, the barman. Fetch the sheriff. What did she do? do to you she's a murderer what <laughs> who when what um at the mention of it's a murderer scarlet turns around to um lydia get some rope restrainer until the sheriff arrives i'm gonna side towards people chair very blatantly <laughs> i'm trying to be quiet Towards Kayla. <laughs> <laughs> Are you like dragging the chair along yeah. with a loud like scuff box? I'm gonna lean over and just go. Is it us? Why do we keep I... finding people like this? What? We, what are we doing? We met her. We met her yesterday. So I don't think this one's on us. Um, I didn't murder anyone. Did you? We never thought about it. But... Maybe Annie's just a bad egg. It happens. It's a shame. Yeah. I mean, it's not understanding if she's been okay for a while now, but she's not. She's not okay. <laughs> I mean, these guys seem nice, so I would. I guess they wouldn't accuse someone of murder unless they'd actually done that. Okay, well, that conversation is taking place. Um, uh, Annie, you feel the, the magic in you, but um, as the magic starts to fade, you can tell that it's being released intentionally. But as the magic fades, you have two pairs of very strong, burly hands, one reptilian, one humanoid, one yep. human, holding onto your arms. And as the magic fades, because you were kind of standing there like that at yeah. the time, um, <laughs> you feel your arms <laughs> snaps back against your side um, yep. and someone attempt attempting to bind you. You're doing anything? Uh, I'm not going to resist. Okay. Um, I'm so, going to, I am going to, going to say, look, 
there was a reason for it. Lee, were you going to tell us about this before we travelled with you? I was hoping this, he was never going to tell you at all. <laughs> this is um this is still in Elion uh, in Eli Elios by the way. Uh, okay, I wouldn't understand then. So yeah, um no, there yeah, there is there is a reason for it. Look, I it's Cerise that answers. Um all you're getting is um Scarlet's face probably as red as her hair or her hair her hair with anger at the moment. Yeah. Uh, Cerise that is that has the cool demeanor and you're kinda of getting an opinion that um though she's quiet and demure and certainly diminutive compared to everybody else. Um, she's a very cool customer, mm -hmm. um, so to speak. Um, and she turns around to you. To murder your own twin is the worst crime against our people possible. I know. I understand that. I really do. But it was to save our parents. Is that said in the language we understand? No, no so, uh, unless, unless anyone speaks Eloise. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> it's like me trying to watch a Korean movie without the subtitles. <laughs> I'm very confused. Like, the hell is going yeah. on now? And yeah. analysing the faces, and I'm like, I think he's in the wrong. <laughs> I think he did something. Mm -hmm. I think she, she might have done something. But yeah. Yeah. Um, it was to save our parents. There is no excuse. The infernals, the infernals were going to kill us all. But she looks angry. If I hadn't done something, we would have all been killed. We will return you to your house for judgment. As you wish. And um, a few moments later, in come the sheriffs, um, followed by... Um, with Janice uh, in tow, because you know one of his cousin is the sheriff, so to speak, in, in coming there, the, the city watch, the city guard. Um, mm -hmm. We wander over to where um, everyone is now looking and kind of pointing um, at uh, Annie bound up uh, with the crimson sirens standing around him, or around her, sorry. Um, <laughs> uh, you get Musa, Thavar, and Kada are kind of just sitting there, shell shocked. As <laughs> go, what the hell's going on? And Sheriff comes over and goes, Ah, Scarlet, um, good to see you again. And she turns around and goes, Ah, Martin, um, we've got a bit of a situation here. I'm maybe may in need of your jail for the evening. Um, we've captured a criminal. And uh, the Sheriff, Martin, kind of looks over at you and goes, uh, and um, what is his, what is her crime? And um, it's in in common. Um, the uh, Elinor Cerise replies before she before she does. She's I'm a gonna murderer. I'm gonna say before she does. I'm gonna interrupt and say, I killed my brother. Sheriff looks at you and just goes, a confession to save the rest of my family. That'll save the paperwork. Right. Anyway, um, uh, yeah, certainly, Scarlett. Um, we <laughs> uh, we have a confession. Did you just say that um, in common? Yes, yeah, in, in common. common. Yeah, in common. To save the what? Of, to save the rest of my family. Kada takes Moose's hand and sits down. <laughs> um, and Annie, um, escorted by the sheriff um, and 
um, three of his deputies, as well as Marit and Lydia. Yep. You are escorted from the inn uh, to your the local jail. Um, luckily enough, it's on this side of the river. Thank <laughs> 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 you, Where you are given where you are given a um, less than polite cell. Um, mm -hmm. It's cold. The floor is stone and barren. Um, you could probably tell by going in the the only use that these jails jail cells get is the occasional drunk from one of the taverns that is too drunk to either a be allowed to cross the fjord in the summer without fear of him drowning him or her drowning themselves yep. or be too drunk to cross the ford without killing themselves in the winter mm -hmm. um so <laughs> that's Don't pretty much that. the only the only use for um these jail cells and you are plonked in a cell for the rest of the evening where um Marit and one of the uh, sheriff, uh, sheriff's deputies stand guard over you. Um, now it's a little bit unusual. That's where we'll take our break right now um, to compose ourselves and <laughs> figure out what the hell to do next. <laughs> um, oh, I know I'm good. Stop digging. We use criminal by Michael Jackson. For yeah. <laughs> and we, we need a record board for how quick you lose your characters. <laughs> yeah. and we, will be, we, we will be back in um say 15 minutes so half past eight uk time half 30 yep. um uh eastern standard time half 30 half three eastern standard time so yeah um we have to do some quick credits uh rachel that was phenomenal well done i can't yeah. wait to have you join Amazing. us next week um, uh, again for credit purposes obviously we have to credit andrew lloyd Webber for writing the original score <laughs> Um, that we, the opera. Yeah, from Phantom the Opera is a remake music of, of the night. Music of the Night. Um, and the lyrics were written by myself and Rachel. Uh, so, yeah, superb. Uh, music of the Night will go up on our Twitter and Facebook and other bits and pieces for people to, be, uh, to see. And I've set the lyrics so some of our players may actually remember them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, need, I need the lyrics <laughs> and a copy of the song so I can hum it. <laughs> uh, yeah, superb stuff. So yeah, we'll be back in fifteen minutes or so. Uh, so we'll see you all soon, folks. And that reminds me, I have to go and find the right yep, press buttons. So yeah, we'll be back in fifteen minutes. Cheerio, uh, bye, folks. For some reason, it was quite laggy. I'm not sure why. Every one of my characters. Press anyway, so yes, we're, we should be back on the internet. Um, hey guys. Mute that button. So yes, uh, so and we are back um, to unpick the chaos and mayhem and night, uh, nightmarish, of basically whatever happened before the break. So a quick re recap for those of us just joining our party of random adventurers, Kada, Musa, and Morton, uh, who have known each other for a few months now. I've found myself in the Happy Ford Inn. They encountered a group of, another group of adventurers who gave them some advice on what life is like as an adventurer, how to get started, etc. Um, one other, the group uh, known as the Scarlet Sirens, Scarlet herself and Eleanor Spousinger, uh, did some performances with some strange foreboding and sinister music, which will be posted on our Twitters and various other places at some stage. Um, 
during the evening, the two Eleanor, um, amongst the Scarlet Siders, Scarlet herself and a disciple of Selene by the name of Cerise, had been giving Annie some strange looks. Um, Morton was absent through all of this because he was currently trying to avoid most of the women in the inn that he had <laughs> got into a love triangle with um, and during Scarlet's impromptu performance of Shadows of the Night. Uh, managed to sneak upstairs without Patricia noticing him. Um, and Annie decided to confront the two LNR to discuss uh, why they were eyeing her up um, and in the process admitted to have having murdered her brother, which to an LNR is the greatest of all sins. A uh, little background for our viewers is LNR only ever give birth once in their productive lifetime. And it's always to uh, it's always to twins, one male, one female. So uh, in LNR society, to murder your own twin is the greatest of all crimes. Um, right, uh, and on, upon this admission, um, Scarlet and Cerise decided to apprehend Annie and have handed him over to the local sheriff for custody and having stated that they were going to take Annie back to her house to face um, judgment for her crime. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> As a storyteller, unpick that one, mate. Right. Um, anyway, so uh, Annie had just been thrown in the cell. Musa, Akeda, you are uh, downstairs in the tavern after all this was taking place. Um, are you going to say anything or do anything? Because you're getting some strange looks from the others. I've been full on gossip mode. I didn't know anything about it. We'd only just I do good stuff. <laughs> Does does Musa do this? Oh my god! Um, I will I will look to the rest of them and be like, we didn't know Annie had done anything like that. We just met her yesterday. Yes, uh, Ariana that turns around to you and says, "Oh, interesting." Um, because when you came in earlier today and um, you cast that strange little spell of yours, um, you said you were just looking for a friend and immediately went over to talk to the owner. Or, sorry, Oshi. Well, you're giving me odd looks, and <laughs> I figured you probably didn't like me <laughs> casting a spell. So I thought I'd speak to whoever looked on their own who needed a friend. Sajmian's kind of looking a little judgmental at you at the moment. You've <laughs> just cast a spell yourself. Jasmine goes, well, I don't want me cast a spell? Well, not today. Scarlet's cast a spell. Scarlet uses magic all the time as parts for her performance. <laughs> Cerise, exactly. Cerise, Cerise uses magic, obviously. Um, she used some of it I don't know what... apprehend the... Yes, thing. and someone's cast a spell to have this weird ghost thing going through the floor. So, you know, it happens all the time. Cerise, I just felt a bit awkward about it. What weird ghost thing? Did no one see that? Was it just me? In the floor, like a white and spirit she, thing. And she starts casting another spell. Um, Put my feet on my chair. <laughs> this is why I've been sat like this. I thought maybe you guys were casting a spell. Or someone in and she was she, casting she a spell. She spell. She looks around. I don't see anything. It went through the floor. I... I thought maybe there'd be a basement, but I, no, there isn't. 
I don't know what that was, but my point is magic exists in this world. I'm new to it and I felt a bit awkward. That's all there is to it. Okay, fair enough. Um, so you don't know this Annie? Today. Is it today? It is still today. Yes. So you're, 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 you haven't even known her 24 hours. No. Yeah, so met her today. Okay. Um, and kind of looks over towards Musa. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That's, that's, that's she. If that's okay, to says that's what's 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 right. Musa's been keeping me to himself, so yeah. <laughs> but Annie said she was uh, traveling to Thalanus. She offered money for us to help her get there. Serious, looks like she was traveling to where? Thalanus. Oh, to Talanar. Talanar, yes. That's okay. the one. Um, okay, fair enough. So she was just looking for bodyguards. I guess so. I, I didn't that, take the money. I mean, we're traveling that way anyway, but um, okay. I guess now okay. it makes sense. Fair enough. I'm, I'm, I'm sure that um, the sheriff may have some words for each of you. Um, do you have an idea where your big friend has gone? Maybe out to his room. I mean, there's nowhere else in town for us to stay. Okay. Um, well, there's a couple of bins on the other side of town, but... We haven't been that way. Maybe Mortimer's been there. I know he's been at the forge helping out as well, so if he's not up there, he may still be at the forge. Mm -hmm. As it turns out, I'm afraid I'm unable to cross the river, so um, <laughs> I haven't left. I've been here. Okay, when you, um, whilst this conversation's coming on, eventually Martin, the uh, sheriff, comes back. Um, he comes wandering over, he walks up to uh, Scarlett, and you guys can hear him because he's certainly been in your shot, didn't check Okay, um, Scarlett, so we, we've got your prisoner uh, uh, locked up. Um, Merritt and uh, Tommy's going to keep an eye on her over the evening. Um, do you know, is she, she's staying here at the inn? What possessions and stuff she has? Uh, uh, well, ask for a magistrate to come and assess the situation. We'll have to keep her locked up until such time as obviously got a personal uh, confession, but depending upon where this murder took place, it might not be in our, ju our jurisdiction. But if you're prepared to um, escort her to the relevant authorities, um, then we'll quite happy to hand her over to you. Um, one other thing. Um, Something we'd like you to look into for us. Um, I got word from a cousin, uh, Janice. Um, apparently, there was a, you may remember him, an Ardorian that ran a farm, just be a hunter. He, he sadly killed a couple of days ago. Apparently, um, he points towards Musa and Kada and Thavar. Um, these people brought Janice the word of his death. And apparently, it was by some type of infernal creature, um, like a bear that had been infected. Much similar to some of the cases you've kind of dealt with us before. Um, and today, earlier today, I got a call from uh, the, the Harker House. Um, apparently, a little guildy, uh, Glinda, um, had been watching people cross the river and having some fun, just childish stuff. And this <laughs> bird apparently turned into a monster in front of her. Um, it scared her and scared poor Paulie to 
nearly half to death or her mother was she kind of gone into shock and stuff like that. so if you and a girl if you and the, the rest of the ladies could do us a favor and look into that for us and try and ascertain as to um whether the the infernal creature that killed martin in this uh fallen thing that uh, i've been be flapping around it took the shape of a bird apparently um and trying to determine where it come from uh whether the two are linked or not um that would be really good and scarlet turns around to him and goes certainly mine certainly mine we'll uh, we'll look into it into the morning say if uh, we're not able to to move the prisoner for a, a few days obviously i suppose the, the nearest magistrates over in canam um wait until the the magistrate arrives and <laughs> clears up all the paperwork to be able to send him on and yeah i think uh, myself and the, the rest of the the sirens would be happy to look into it for you and that conversation martin thanks uh scarlet and nods and smiles at um the rest of the, the sirens that are still currently around the table and heads heads on out when he leaves, can I turn to the sirens and be like, "You've encountered infernal beasts before?" Oh yeah, I said we've. I said um, it was one of our first jobs. So as so myself, as I mentioned to Musa earlier today, mine and Jasmine's uh, first real adventure uh, around here was um, some local wildlife were being infected by some dark spirit, and it was turning them crazed and they were attacking we had sheep attacking the farmers and, and and stuff like that and eventually we found we found it and destroyed it um and that was it that was, that's what got us started on our roads to adventure destroyed the spirit then how can it be happening again maybe another one who's returned or another one of those dreadful ghosts one of those servants of darkness itself have returned to the area and have been up to well, the shenanigans that they normally get up to, causing trouble and f corrupting people's spirits and souls. You never know. Mm. Curious. So, I sit down um, looking a bit shell shocked and take a drink. And um, before Martin leaves, Martin kind of looks around and looks at. Musa and Kada and Sabar and so so. Oh yeah, um, thank you for bringing us the word about uh, Hunter. Uh, it's sorrowful. I've sent somebody out to speak to Cleanne's wife and stuff like that. Um, if possible, I'd like to speak to you all in the morning. Apparently, there's just a lot of going on at the moment. Um, but eventually, I'd like to discuss what happened to Hunter with you and just to make sure everything's above board. Janice said you had some kind of note from Cleanne. Who was the note? Tabar has it. Did we? Okay. And Tabar um, hands, hands it over to, yeah. to Martin. And Martin reads it. Um, and then Martin hands it back to uh, Kato. <laughs> um, and the, the discussion carries on. And you, um, then he just goes, all right, certainly I'll, I'll be in. You're staying here at the Abbey Ford? Yes. Uh, yes. Um, I'll, I'll be in first thing in the morning to um, to, to discuss uh, the circumstances of Hunter's death with you. Of course. After he's gone, can I sit next to um, Lydia and that lot? 
Yeah, well, so you you the, the, I the, the you were you were quite intermixed towards the beginning of the evening, certainly since the shenanigans with Annie. There's certainly been a separation of the two groups, and you've now certainly sitting at though they're pushed together, separate tables. Okay. Um, I won't try and force myself into that group because I, I want to respect the distance. Um, but I'll just be like, I, I'm sorry with what happened with Annie and the Infernal Beast in this area. I, I know you guys pass through here often. You said it may be because of uh, ghosts of Femre, was it? Yeah, I guess Femre and their disciples, shamans of sorts, and kind of worship the darkness. Uh, we've encountered them a few times, our magic said, it's dark, they're twisted, they're, they're certainly one step further gone than, than Valric, shall we say, um, but, but you, you do what you do, magical power or divine power really depends upon the user, I suppose, he kind of looks over towards uh, Cerise, they saloons, Miracles tend to be lighter and brighter and more beneficial and benevolent. Um, nature of the gods, I guess. I'm not really a, a godly person. Um, depends upon their, their nature and aspects. It depends upon what miracles they grant you. Whereas Magi like Ariana, well, that type of arcane magic really just down to the person that uses it and what they use it for. Um, so you can use Thalwicks, you know, he grants miracles that can heal people and help people. So, but, you know, the, the Ghost of Fremens, certainly the ones I've always encountered, have tend to be more of a, a malicious bunch. I see. And just the presence in the area can cause these infernal beasts? Um, some can, some can. depends upon what magics they know. Um, it might not even be a ghost of It could be another infernal creature doing it. But Martin's asked, we'll, we'll start investigating tomorrow. Any way that we can help? Well, you know how yeah. to find us. Yeah, certainly. Um, every little bit helps. Um, looks over at Scarlet, and Scarlet's kind of got a, a beady, suspicious, weird look looking at all of you, because um, you were attached to Annie. Um, and try and look as uh, presentable as possible. <laughs> um, and Scarlet uh, um, looks over towards Cerise, and Cerise kind of gives her a nod, just to say, yeah, okay. Um, and Scarlet goes, yeah, sure. Well, obviously, depending upon what Martin's got you doing tomorrow, then every many hands make light work and all that. Um, what about you? What about your big friend? Uh, Lydia turned around and I think I've scared him off. <laughs> I think he's sad that his, his date isn't going ahead as he planned. I think I'll, I'll go see if I can find him, try and cheer him up. I can send him down if you want to speak to him tonight. Nah, he had his chance. Okay. Um, I will head off at this point, and I'm going to go and see if I can find Morton um, upstairs. So there's a little rap, 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 little tiny little knocking halfway up your door. What? Morton, are you okay? 
Sleeping. You're really not. Can I come in, Mortem? Are you able to? I'm going to try and open the door and just walk in. Is it locked? It? I didn't lock the door. Okay, no, then I like, walk not. in. Um, yeah, I'll just sort of stand in the door. Like, I'll close the door and stand in the door and be like, there's uh, other fish in the sea. Um, <laughs> where else do you find fish? Yep. Uh, I'm going to put out the leather flower and just be like, uh, I got this for you to give to Patricia. Maybe you can. Uh, a bit late now. You could try again. Talk to her in the morning. Uh, I could try more than once. Yeah, ask her if she, like, explain the situation. Talk to her. Um, I'm not very good at feelings. Well, if you don't try, then you'll never be very good at feelings, and that honestly sounds like a bad way to live your life, doesn't it? <laughs> I'll put uh, the flower on the bedside table. And just be like... Is it, it safe down there yet? If you mean is is Lydia still awake? Uh, yes, she is still down there, so perhaps it's not safe. But Mortem, if you don't like the woman, just tell her to back off. Uh, she looks scary and angry. I Mortem, annoy you're the her. biggest man I've ever seen. I think you can hold your own. I'll just you try not to hide from people forever. Maybe talk to Patricia, explain the situation. She probably doesn't know what happened. Um, um, I might need beer. Lots of beer. Getting drunk isn't the best way to access your feelings, but what do I know? It, I've been drunk Sailor's every problem. night we've been here. It's how a sailor deals with it. I'm going to drink. You know what? I'm I'm just going to trust you on that. Um, Come on, you're drinking with I... me. Nope, I'm going to bed. You land dwelling people are so confusing. Um, and I'm just going to go and walk out. Come on. I don't live on land. I live at the sea. Come on. Good night, sea dweller. Come on. Nope. I'm going to drag her along. Nope. Make a grapple check. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I tried to be nice to you. So his athletics check versus your athletics or acrobatics, your choice. Uh, athletics. Are we adding athletics, are we? Ooh. Yeah, so just add your strength bonus unless you've got anything that grants you bonuses to athletics checks. Not yet. We've got 16. Okay, um, well, to succeed on a grapple check, you have to win. So Kada just squeezes out of it. You pull away. And that start is the end of Tugs are on yeah. way. Um, keep the flower. That is the end of me being nice to you. Let's go back to hating each other now. Um, I need the company. I need an See excuse. Ya. Nice seeing you. I hope you had a good day. I don't need monsters to destroy this group, but she's going to do it themselves. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to head down straight to the bar. Okay, so you... Ted has gone back to bed. Uh, Morton, you go downstairs. Moose is still sat with his feet tucked up on the chair as if there's a million spiders underneath. Um, on the table, just him and Thavar. Um, 
have already given her excuses and returned to uh, the Arison Forge, where she was given lodgings to move into. So she collects her stuff from the inn and heads off to her new dwelling. Um, uh, you notice that Marit the Caridian is missing, um, as is by the time you've got back downstairs, um, Cerise and Ariana. So it's just Jasmine who's polishing off what appears to be the remains of a bottle of whiskey. Um, and uh, Scarlet's in conversation with Martius. Um, you don't see Patricia inside. Uh, Doriana is around. There are only a few patrons left by the time you've come down. Um, and I've and Lydia is just sat in conversation with Jasmine uh, in similar situation. Uh, she's just polishing off a jug of ale. I'm going to go straight to the bar uh, and um, okay. Uh, can I have a bottle? of your stronger substance. Marcus looks at you with a stern, fatherly look on his face. Please. Hmm. I liked your daughter, and I that'd, don't like her. Be, and she's a bit scary. Turns around and comes back with a bottle of, of local whiskey, said local whiskey. That'd be five crimes for the bowl. I hand him over. Okay, so he gives you a bottle of, bottle of um, Renford Fire Whiskey. Um, I'm going to start drinking it straight from the bottle. Okay, down it goes. Chuggity, 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 chug. Yeah. How much, do you, how much are you trying to chug? Um, uh, probably a, a quarter of the bottle at a time. I'm, I'm, alarmed, I'm alarmed after the second chug. And I'm stood, <laughs> stood on my chair. Yeah, because uh, even though you are a sailor and you're used to, shall we say, stronger liquors, so to speak, at sea and port and brandy and some rum and stuff like that, this stuff is burning hot. Constitution check, please. Constitution save for everything. <laughs> I could do con I can do con um, saves. This, this is the point where he peeps on his future father and all. Yep. Guaranteed. Oh, yeah. No. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> what did he roll? Nine. I'm sorry, folks. I'm just on the point of <laughs> just dying here. <laughs> As a GM. Uh, yeah. Um, so first couple of gulps, and as it goes down, you start to feel hot, feel a bit flushed around the ears. It's kind of like down in a bottle of fireball. Um, <laughs> so it goes down and... Maybe it's because you were working all day and you've not had anything else to drink or anything. I haven't had anything to eat. <laughs> you haven't had anything to eat since lunch. Um, and you've just got a next, like a quarter of this bottle of fire whiskey before it starts bubbling and oozing up out of your mouth. Your tongue's burning, your ears have gone bright red. It's, it's down in your beard, like snotted out of your nose, all over the bar. Just Marcus is just stood there in utter shock. His face is going bright red now. I, um, I, I, after I've stopped being sick, I'm just going to down the rest of the bottle. Take another one. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go upstairs just thinking to myself, that Morton, for some reason, he's such an attention seeker. <laughs> and I'm going to the, uh, right. my room. What, what, my <laughs> as, as, you're, as you're about to start downing it, um, can you make a strength check, Morton? A strength check. Great. He will, uh, he will. 10. 
Okay, you won because you rolled a two on a dice. Because um, as you go up, like Morris trying to put it no, that's enough. I'm not having you fouling, fouling on my bar anymore. If you're going to drink that, take it to your room. Get out of my sight. I don't want to see you. You're leaving in the morning. I will go outside and finish the rest of the bowl then. <laughs> okay. So you go outside, and as you get outside, the cold air, the freezing cold air hits you, accompanied by um, what is a bottle of fireball and fire whiskey. Um, it goes straight to your head. Um, your senses spin, your equilibrium, equilibrium goes, um, and you manage to take at least three steps before you fall face first into the snow. <laughs> um, and that's where the unconscious form of Morton lies. Um, to all that someone's going to go and get him. And Morton, whilst you are lying there in your now fireable, um, or shall we say, Renford fire whiskey infused days and days, you drift off into darkness, um, not having anything particularly um, to focus on. You find yourself drifting through an endless void, and you find yourself once again standing upon a sea um, of bodies, a plane stretching off to the infinite in every direction. As pretty much where your last dream like this finished, you can see it in the distance a shadowy figure on the horizon, just standing out, out from above the sea of corpses. Sea of corpses you feel angry you feel enraged um you feel drunk <laughs> but the overriding emotion is primal and primitive um as if something deep within your soul is screaming to get out what do you do Georgia, um, where do you go? i probably head towards the figure thinking the only thing that's alive there or looks alive as you start getting as you start trudging and stepping over the bodies. Again, occasionally from time to time, you'll see a mutilated and butchered corpse or, an, or a face that may be familiar, maybe 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 Captain Nystrom himself or someone from the village or someone from your travels, maybe someone that you um, uh, faces from some of the various vessels that you may have sunk along the way during your, your time uh, as a pirate. Um, only occasionally and randomly, this image starts getting larger and more fleshed out. Um, it appears to be, as you're approaching, it appears to be approaching you. Um, and eventually you start to make out some detail. It's a tall, strong, powerful man. Um, Well-built, carrying, strapped up across his back. It appears to be, you can see the pommel of a large two-handed like, claymore sword sticking up across his back, across his chest, its torso, um, are various uh, tattoos, of, they all have a very dark and sinister motif upon them, uh, as you look around across your body, instead of the ones that you're currently wearing. Um, as you come closer, it steps closer to you, with each step it kind of grows, and eventually you get within maybe 50, 60 feet, because there's light glaring up from behind it. Um, difficult to make out until you get close enough. You find yourself looking into your own face. Um, is it also angry? 
Yeah, it appears to be as equally as, maybe more so, in fact, than you. Oh, I'm going to keep heading towards that. I'm going to start getting faster. Okay, as you start getting closer and closer, I mean, you get like 50 feet, 45 feet. It snarls in rage. And I had you pre-make a character, get that character out and roll initiative. Time to do battle for your soul, sir. <laughs> yes, I know, I'm evil. <laughs> Is he battling Ten. himself? Yes. <laughs> Double ganger fight! <gasps> okay, so, um, yeah, um, uh, initiative. So, it goes first. Uh, it will use its bonus action to fly into a insane forsaken rage and charge at you, pulling its claymore from across its back. Um, there aren't, you don't need items or any other bonuses, it's all straightforward flat, um, as is on your character sheet. Um, and it will roll to hit. Uh, 18 on the dice, so I know that will definitely hit. Um, and because he's angry, he's not using precision, but he does hit you in the right harm, doing... Do, do, do. Ooh, that was good. 15 points of damage with a big heavy yep. whack and a second swing is uh, AC 21. Yep. And he hits you in the other, uh, no, sorry, uh, right leg. Yep. Doing 14 points of slashing damage. Yep. Uh, he done. I'm going to match him and uh, rage as well. Okay. Um, and then I'm going to clobber him back. I'm guessing yeah. I'm using exactly the same weapon. Uh, well, no, you're using what well, you got your scythe or your claymore, whatever you want. Okay. If I'm using whatever I want, I know what it is. So. Uh, uh, um, um, if I remember how to hit. <laughs> and as you, as you roll to attack, he'll attempt to parry. Yep. Uh, he got a 26. Uh, nope. <laughs> nope. Not at all. Not one. So, uh, natural one. <gasps> Fumble tables. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my soul's fucked. Well, what did you send it to him? Bye, Mortem. Well, I'm, <laughs> no, Mortem's not dying. He's losing his sanity here. Yes. This is a game of how quickly can we lose the entire party. True, yes. true. This is now, I, anyway. No. <laughs> I, I, I'm just hoping that this entire campaign makes it to episode 10. <laughs> the key, it's You're the not the DA player we expected. What, what episode are we actually on? Uh, eight. 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 <laughs> We can do it. Come on, two episodes. Two more episodes. <laughs> two more episodes, then we can die. Right, okay. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. There you um, go. Yeah, roll this one again for your fumble. Oh, 15. Yeah. <laughs> okay, you are unsteady and provoking attack of opportunity. But he gets a riposte. So, 
Um, that pretty much negates the attacker opportunities, rip off these. Is that what you are unsteady until the end of your next turn? Yeah. So he's going to get his repost, repost attack, which is, and you are denied your dexterity bonus because you're flat footed. Uh, nope. I have the um, talent that lets me not. I get it uh, if I'm flat footed. Uh, enhanced awareness um, yep. gives you, allows you to, to um, doesn't stop you from being flat footed. Allows you to apply your armor class in 360 degrees, and you are not uh, you retain that even if you are surprised. If you are flat footed, you're still flat footed. It still says that you don't on there in the current compendium. Okay, that you, right, you right. still get it. Yeah. Okay. Um, but that will have to be errated and fixed. Um, yeah. Otherwise, it it reduces. It just allows you to apply your IC in 360 degrees, um, and if you are surprised, you can still apply your dexterity bonus. Uh, um, so it's still hit, and oh, that's a good roll. Um, and he hit you in the body, it's a shame, for 22 points of damage for 11. Cool, okay, uh, for slushing damage. Um, and that's it. Uh, and as you roll natural one, turn over initiative. Great. Seven. Okay. Uh, yeah, you go first because you've got a two hundred dice. I am going to swing at myself. Swing no, at no. <laughs> Is that another natural one? Yes. Okay. This is just awesome. Um, uh, roll another d twenty, please. <laughs> it's literally. No. Killing himself, killing himself. <laughs> yes, yes, I am very much doing that. Oh, an 18. Yes. Melee weapon, fumble table, 18. Oh, God, that's that's a good number. Uh, yeah. Man, your opponent looks tough. Make a wisdom saving throw. But you are immune to being frightened, though, weren't you? Yes. Because you're enraged. Right, okay, yep. All right, fine, so he, he looked tough for a minute, but you're not particularly worried about him. Um, but you uh, still are unsteady until the end of your turn. You, I forgot to parry that, which is a shame. Because <laughs> I've won. Um, so yeah, his turn. Uh, I'm going to take two angry swipes at you. Nine. I'm going to try and parry the first one. Okay, 18 for his first roll. Uh, 25. Okay, yep, yeah, so you once you take half damage. No, um, 18 would have missed your armor class. Yes, it would. Right? Okay, yep. yeah, so you get repost. Come on, hit him, hit him, hit him, hit him. 26. So you get that <laughs> hit. Definitely... That roll for damage. Uh, uh... I now need to remember my bonuses. Four. Six. Strength plus two, isn't it? Uh, nope, because I also add t two to my normal melee, and I add it from two other sources. Ah, uh, fair enough. Uh, 15 uh, to the body. Okay, 15 to the body, haft is seven. Okay, um, 
And his second attack uh, is a 22. Yep. Hitting you in the right arm. Doing 18 half to 9, so 9 points of damage. Yep. Okay. Um, that's it. Initiative. It's no flare about this. Oh, yeah, it helps if I remember to roll the right dice. Yeah. <laughs> okay, he's going, he goes first. He reacts and he's going to take a, another crazy wild swing at you. There's no flare. Oh, yeah. It's just two people standing in front of you, hacking chunks out of each other, screaming and I'll snarling. I'll kind of the first one. But, right. um, you've got to improve critical, haven't you? Uh... I do, but I am repossing this one. That would be a 19, so that's a crit. Yep, 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 that's a crit. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that will be a... I'm going to roll this one so everyone in the, group, in the chat group can see, because <laughs> um, I've been murdering people with my dice lately. Um, <laughs> and I have a level of bleeding. Yes, you do, because you've got bleeding critical. Ow. Yes. But this is just a dream, so it's fine. Yeah, you're only losing your soul. Don't worry about it. Oh, what happens if you die in a dream? <laughs> Pretty sure you always end up oh, there. Oh, good God. Oh. Nati 20. <laughs> well, well the fight's me? over. Fight's over I, the fight is now over. <laughs> you don't need a soul. It's fine. You don't need a soul. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just love I just, love, I just stop this. I just, I, I, love, my, I, love, I love my own system. It's brilliant. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, yeah. Um, well, this dream fight lasted less time than I thought it would be um, as it slashed you across the right arm um, cruising out of blue junk you kind of lurch and you step aside kind of catching your unsteady and the big sweep over the top of his head his sword cleaves deep into your neck and the last thing that you sense or feel in your dream is your head and your soul spinning off into an endless void um, which this is um, a Morton run headfirst into a shop front window and slide <laughs> his So yes, um, it's another kill shot. <laughs> right, okay. So, um, the so yes, so and more, I mean, the, the next sensation you feel is mind, well, not mind numbing, but certainly bone chilling cold as you come round sometime later. Um, Lying face first in a puddle of your own puke and um, in the snow outside of the happy fjord. Yes, and I'm going to cool myself back into into my room. It's quite late. Um, as you come in, you kind of the doors are a little locked, and you hear a, a gruff voice go, oh, "Just wait a minute." And eventually, Morris comes in, and lets you in. Paid for your room, I guess. Get out of my sight. Um, I'll go upstairs. And you get stared and you collapse in your bed. Um, it's going to be a really short episode tonight, folks. <laughs> He's so mad. He's lost his soul. Oh my God. Okay. Um, <laughs> certainly everywhere. Okay. Um, whilst uh, Morton was having a lovely dream about fluffy bunny rabbits and pink rainbows. Um, <laughs> he wishes. Hey there. Uh, you're 
fast you've gone up to your room you're not too drunk there was a gentle tap on the door um and jasmine's head poked in just going you okay i'm fine thank you i just um everything that's happened tonight has been a bit of a shock yeah a bit of fun wasn't it <laughs> you could uh <laughs> You could say that it suddenly uh it wasn't boring um yeah indeed anyway um i'm in number seven shuts the door and <laughs> kata like walks up to the door as uh, puts a hand on the on the door handle thinks about it and then goes back to her own bed okay. um as you get back to your bed um you see a little faint grayish figure and two beady orangey red eyes glaring at you from the corner of your room sitting in the corner of your room is a spectral rat hi it winks at you and then disappears through the, the wall which way does it go is it like a wall that has a hallway next to it it was like literally outside I want to see if I can follow where it goes. So you actually window, you look, um, outside, you look outside and it's gone. Can I go outside of the tavern and see if I can find it again? Okay, as you start to head out of your room, you hear a, some large drunken hippopotamus banging its way and bouncing off the walls up the stairs. Um, and eventually, creaking at the top of the stairs, you see Morton stumble down the corridor a little bit and fumble his latch and fall into his room. Um, he looks palish, and there's certainly icicles stuck in his air, stuck in his hair and in his beard. Some of those icicles aren't particularly white. Um, <laughs> there may be bits of <laughs> bits of his lunch or <laughs> or whatever else he threw up attached to him, um, but. He's in his room for seconds before you hear him start to snore. He'll be fine. Um, I am going to continue towards the outside of the... Yeah, I won't even move, sir, if I snore in the same room as him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, so you head out, you head downstairs, and um, you just you can see a faint light coming from the kitchen area, um, probably where Martyrs or whoever's on night duty is preparing breakfast. Um, common room appears to have been cleaned up and reasonably tidy. It's certainly late. Um, you've no idea how long it is until dawn. I'll just sort of go towards where the light is and just be like, um, I hope it's okay. I'm, I'm just going to pop out and I'll be back if you've not locked up already. Martyrs can shuffle it. Okay, be quick. I won't lock. The, I won't lock the door behind you. I will. Thank you. Um, and I'll head straight out. <laughs> okay. And so, so you you get out to um, outside. Um, what's your perception? Um, do you want me to roll it, or do you just want what my perception is? Yeah, your, what what your perception is? Uh, so plus four normally mm -hmm. okay as you as you get outside you don't see any glowing rat but as you look across the, the street 
um, in the alleyway, um, just off to your right, in the alleyway, kind of next to where um, Old Man uh, Jenkins's Bazaar is, you can see a figure um, partially illuminated by the light, um, but certainly hiding in the shadows, maybe maybe a half a foot or a foot taller than yourself, cloaked, and then it just steps back and into the shadows a little bit more. Um, I'll follow it, see if I can get a bit closer. I mean, it's obviously seen me, so I'm not going to try and be sneaky or anything. Okay, so you just edge across the street and get to the alleyway next to Jenkins's Bazaar. Whoever you are, I've seen you. There's no point hiding. Does no one respond? Okay, I would like to detect some spirit auras. Is that the spell? Yep, as you cast a spell, you cast a spell fine, there's no problem with it. Um, what's the range on it? Um, oh, I believe it's like 60 feet. Okay, it's where it you, you, you can't physically see the creature. Okay. Um, so... You may need to go in because obviously it's got to be a creature within you can see. It doesn't matter. Yeah. You may need so to. So I'll, I'll keep. I'll keep following and see if I you, can get close. You, you, you do have intervision, remember? I do have intervision as well. <laughs> can I see anything with the intervision? Uh, yes, as you flick, use your bonus action to flick over your 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 vision. You do see a yes, humanoid, glowy form highlighted against the cold colours of the darkness and. Uh, the, the snow and the buildings, even though it's cloaked in a heavy cloak, there's certainly humanoid features and stuff and looking for your infravision. Um, slightly different than um, your normal vision with a um, discern spirit or layered over the top, but you do see like a darkish shade or um, around the, the figure, dark okay. in part. What, like separate to the body? No, in the body. Okay, I was going to say like, <laughs> shady. Um, no. Just to clarify, I did double check that spell and it's 30 feet, um, so I'll 30. go as close as I need to yeah, for that. Yeah. So you, you have to step into the alleyway a little bit. So you get yeah, 30 yeah. feet. Um, and as you finish casting your spell, you hear a voice, a relatively, a relatively familiar voice going, no, no, sweetie. Don't be so shy. Come in. Um, Saran, it's good to know that you're alive. And you too. Did you like my performance? Was that you in, in the tavern before? Mm -hmm. I mean, normally people just say, hey, old friend, good to see you again. Oh. No? Sometimes theatrics can be, let us just say, enjoy. Just, just to get this straight, I thought you died. People <laughs> summoned a demon to hunt you down and you run around my feet as a ghost because dramatic flair yeah and you look down and there's the little um her spiritual companion her little um spiritual familiar is just rummaging rummaging around by her feet Taron, you need to explain this to me just what is going on I just came to check up on you. Um, I did tell you that there are those in the world that 
don't understand our ways. They don't understand the truth that we possess. Those that attack the, the encampment, those that attack the mines, they wish things from us, things that I wasn't prepared to for them to have. Thankfully, you escaped. They summoned a demon to get to you. There are mortals, there are humans, there are magi who like to control our master's children. Um, once under their control, they're no more different than a trained pet. They're hunting the ghosts. Some, some of us are hunted, some of us walk freely in the world, depending upon where you are. There's another thing I don't understand, Saran. Um, I'm sorry, but we're we're supposed to be freeing people's souls from from the Great Spirit. You said they've been constrained, and yet I'm hearing that Hunter may have died because of a ghost of Femrir. That a good man may have died because a bear was possessed by someone of our skills. And I'm told a good man's soul has. Find eternal peace. But he didn't have to die. For some to find freedom, they have to find it in death. <laughs> I just give her like a good long look. <laughs> he was a good man. And I knew him not, and his death is nothing to do with me. His death was unnecessary. Then, if there is someone abusing our Lord's power, just you find them. Or How am I supposed to? I'm sure the young spell singer and her friends may be able to assist you. How am I supposed to get their aid when they don't trust the ghosts? Every ghost they've met has, has been evil in their eyes. They won't trust me. I certainly don't suggest you reveal yourself to them. Well, what am I supposed to say to them? If they ask what kind of magic I am, I, I can't use any of my skills around them. You can use some. You are, after all, a shaman. So I pose as a shaman? It's the best disguise I've ever had. Just avoid using, shall we say, some of our more darker talents. Conflicted. If, if the freedom we're supposed to be granting people is through death, then this is... Not, as I said, not all deserve, not all who who I should say that we wish to free will survive for some there may be death it may not have been a ghost it could just have been a errant spirit not all malignant spirits in the universe are uh, shall we say are we are responsible for not all of them come from Darakos however but we are doing the right thing in the world or people like the little Elinar Hussey and her, her, her false deity, um, 
they like to paint themselves as the good guys. Yet they are the ones that demand tithes and throw people into prisons and oppress people for having a different viewpoint. Talking about Annie, Annie murdered her family. Mm -hmm. I, I am talking about the disciple of Sunni. What about the disciple? She worships, she worships a false god. And she worships a deity that requires tithing, that requires penitence, that requires servitude. She's as much indoctrinated as anybody else. Her whole She's religion, yeah, her whole religion is slavery. See, Whereas, I'm sorry, I, I just, I began to question if we were really doing the right thing here, but you're right, she, her religion is slavery. It is not an easy path to walk. That's why I decided to come and check up on you once I was sure I was free. Thank you, Soran. I'm sorry for questioning this. I just, it's all been a lot. It's okay, my dear. Just stay safe. Are you, are you safe? Did you get away from them? Do they no, know I'm, that you're alive? I'm not too sure. Um, if not, I'm not too sure. They, they presumed I'm dead and the temple is, and the temple is secure. They, they will never find it. I believe it was the temple they were looking for rather than me. Where is the temple? I took you there. Oh, I the temple there. in the mine? Yep. I see. Correction contains knowledge from long ago. I think that's what they may have been looking for. Or so Hampers here tells me, she reaches down and just strokes the little spectral cat, or spectral cat that is sat where her feet. So I see a spectral being again, that's you. That's good to know. I have to head back, Saran, but um, before I do, Hunter was okay in the end, wasn't he? I did the right thing, sending him to Darakos. I told his soul arrived safely and he rests eternally with our, our master's grace. Good. Okay. Thank you. Stay safe, um, everyone. I hope we meet again. Yes, I, I hope so too. And I'll head back inside. And she kind of melts back into the darkness and out of sight, even out of sight of your river region. I'm just going to go back to my room. I'm going to lie down and stare at the ceiling for a while. Okay, so you get back. <laughs> You're in your room. Um, Marcus closes in behind you and Neil's crying. <laughs> um, and eventually morning awakens. Uh, Annie, you have a relatively um, cold evening. Uh, are you going to attempt to try and break a discussion with your two guards for the evening? Um, trying to summon any demons, sacrifice one of them. Um, <laughs> what are you going to do? Is it two two guards with me? Yeah, you get Marit, the um, Caridian uh, uh, warrior or the Caridian guardsman, and one of um, the sheriff's deputies. Hmm. I'll try talking to Merit in uh, Caridian. Okay. Um, and just say, you must understand about saving your family, your clutch. Just snarls, 
by the catering. Like fucking talk to me, murdering piece of shit. You're right. I am a murderer, but you must understand that to save your family, you must risk everything. Would you rather? Would you rather everything die? Your entire what family. What I told you sent your brother, your own kin's soul, to the eternal abyss to save what your life. No, your skull. not just Shut my life. Um, um, you, you, you sacrificed somebody's soul um, for uh, altruist reasons. Oh, uh, I didn't just, sacrifice oh, his you. soul. That's not what happened. So what did happen? Enlighten me. Why An would you murder your came through and forced from where? From a demonic portal. One okay. that was summoned into our own household. And where was this? Thalia, where I live. Mm. Or lived, I should say. Okay. Continue. I never called the perpetrator. All that happened was that the Infernal came through and gave me a choice. Either I kill my own brother or my entire family dies. The entire line of Valar, uh, sorry, of Valavar. Okay, so it threatened to kill all of your family. Every one of us. Why didn't you just kill it? We didn't have the power to. It was far too powerful for us. In the end, I had to, I had to do what I did. Interesting decision. Now, if I were you, if I was in that position, I'd rather have died fighting. And rather have your entire family wiped off the face of the earth. There are a lot of very good magi, very good disciples, and very good divine people in Valor. I'd have sacrificed myself. They attempted to make it to see. But hey, that's me. And you, you can't see it from my, my point of view? They'll behave. I'm trying to be serious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, stop it. <laughs> I'm actually trying to roleplay seriously as well. <laughs> Can't you see it from my side? From saving I'm trying my to see family. It. I'm trying to see it from your side. But you will be returned to Valor to face punishment for your crime. I understand that. From what I know of Cerise and Scarlet, your people don't take too kindly to murdering your own, uh, own kin no. for whatever reason. You're no. a very long lived, but very slowly productive race. These things are unthinkable. Um, so, from where I am, can I see 
um, like the keys to the cage at all. Nope. I can't. Nope. Um, and is Marat with me? Uh, no, she's not inside the, the cell with you. She's just standing by the door looking through the, the peephole at you. Okay. Um, and uh, so... So basically, you're in a six by you're in a six by six cell. Yes. With a little cot, um, and there's one door with a little barred peephole, and the door locks from the outside. There is no locking mechanism or anything on your side of the door. Right. Okay. Um, and during uh, any time, do either the Caridian or the guard leave at all? Um, considering this is a Standard like six foot six door, mm. um, and it being a human building and a household, so the doorway, so the peephole is around about a good five foot seven off the floor, um, as they usually are. Um, it's kind of difficult for all four feet of you to do, to look through the peephole to determine what's happening on the other side. Can can I get um, my imp to change into a form of uh, into the form of a spider okay keep an eye for me so to do that you're fully aware that um it means you having to cause your imp to return to its infernal form from a rat that's not what it says it, to change shape it has to revert right. back to its original shape and then revert to another one right okay uh because that's exactly this is the same process you went through uh, with right. it turning to infernal outside of Galinda's window. Mm. Okay. So, are they permanently looking in? Uh, well, you you look up at the the they only look in periodically. Mm. If obviously there's any sign, for example, like you giving uh, giving orders in Inferno might <laughs> potentially. <laughs> uh, am I not linked with it telepathically? To... What? Am I not linked with it telepathically? Oh yeah, you're linked telepathically. So yeah, so um, so I'm going to hide behind the door and give my imp and get my imp to come over to uh, come over and um, get it to change its form um using telepathic commands and then get it to call okay so it changes form right next to the door which would be very difficult to see mm -hmm. so that's fine it changes form quietly it makes a few hissing and snarling noises mm. but nothing that causes anyone um, to doors and i'm gonna make it go invisible so you have and an then, invisible spider and then try to try to crawl out of the uh out of the slot that's no problem it can it can quite happily crawl invisibly up the doorway through the the bars it is in your tiny little spider now so um, i will keep it on watch and if it sees either one of the people leave mm -hmm. i will have it inform me immediately telepathically okay um it sits there kind of like on the little seal thing just washing down a corridor um after right 
an hour or so, uh, can you make a constant uh, constitution saving throw? Yeah, it's quite late now. Fifteen. Okay, so you've managed to force yourself to stay awake. Mm -hmm. um, so a little later in the evening, eventually you get this little telepathic message saying, human, human gone. So through the imp itself, uh, I am going to attempt to cast Charm Person on the Caridian. Okay. Uh, so she'll need to make a wisdom saving throw. Okay, that's a 16 on a dice. Yeah, she succeeds. Because <laughs> that would have been a 16 anyway. <laughs> so, yeah. 16 on a dice. Yeah, she, she succeeds. Okay. So your, your imp starts hissing while your little spidery thing starts to start or, or whatever spiders in, infernal yeah. spiders do. Um, <laughs> and we're also perception requires me looking at something. And I believe with charm person, you're aware if somebody's attempted to influence you, whether you pass or fail. Correct. Okay, right. So uh, you finish your spell. Um, you get that sens sensation that um, you've not connected with your target. Yeah. But you do hear um, you do hear um, Murray call out in, in common in human. Um, Boris, get down here! Somebody didn't search that little shit properly. And then you are doof, 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 doof. Somebody comes, um, bouncing down the stairs. A couple of seconds later, clink, clink, rattle of your door being opened. So, um, am I tied up at all, or am I? Uh, no, you were just thrown in. Um, in which case, as soon as the door opens, um, we, I we will have you... a yep. Start <laughs> combat. <laughs> Okay, uh, 16. Uh, 15. Okay, um, as the door opens, Marit's the first one to come through, shield in hand, um, and what appears to be a mason, the other one, um, comes in, really instantly turns, looks right, looks left, sees where you are, charges towards you. Um, rather than swinging the heavy end, she kind of flicks it over, so she's using it more like a club Yep. as opposed to a... The mace is more of an improvised weapon, and she's going to be very precise about what she's doing. Mm -hmm. um, and she's going to try and whack you in a noggin, mate. So okay. she gets minus four to hit. Um, yep. 14 minus four is 10, plus six is 16. Yeah, she hits. So you take to the noggin. It's an improvised weapon, so it's not going to be as much. Uh, sorry, give me just a mo. I just want to double check something. Uh... Uh, they hold four points of bludgeoning damage to the head. Okay. With a second whack, again to the head. Yep. 14 plus 6 minus 4 is 16. Uh, yeah, hit again. Doing much better this time. Uh, seven points of bludgeoning damage to the head. All non-lethal, so if it renders you unconscious, you're just yep. unconscious. Uh, not quite. <laughs> Okie dokie. 
Uh, so then me. You've got more than thirty-three hit points. Uh, on your head. No. Oh, sorry. Terrible. I am. I am looking at the wrong thing. Yes, I am actually unconscious. Okay, so she's just knocked you unconscious, and yeah. you fall to a slump on the ground. Um, you do kind of in moments afterwards. You feel your body going, being moved around a little bit, mm -hmm. um, and you will awaken in the morning with your arcane focus removed and other bits of in piece in, in ingredients. Your um, little infernal companion is still quite happily invisible. Yep. Um, <laughs> you, get, you get a few attempted telepathic messages. Is this mm -hmm. say, yo, yo, boss, what do we do, boss? <laughs> boss, <laughs> hello. Hello. Uh, hello. Hello. She's done it again. <laughs> um, and so that's it. Eventually, you will. She did try. <laughs> um, yeah, she did try. It's the way it works. It's just an unfortunate end of the day. Um, and you wake up. Uh, some time later so eventually morning has arisen having dealt with all of the night's um insanities the only thing the only person who managed to get through the night without anything bizarre happening was musa until such time as morton eventually crashed into the room collapsed puked again on the floor <laughs> and started snoring his head up i'm not cleaning that up that's all i'll do <laughs> <laughs> all of it Right, okay, so eventually morning arises. Uh, we will start off back at the Happy Fjord. Um, so, Kato, you wake up. Musa wakes up. Morton's still on the floor. Hasn't even made it to the bed. Um, <laughs> uh, my bag's already packed, so I step <laughs> over the corpse that is Morton, and I'll take it downstairs for breakfast. So Morton, uh, Musa heads happy to wait. Yeah. Musa heads downstairs for breakfast. What are you doing, Kada? I will also grab all my stuff together because after the questioning, I assume we're all planning on moving off now that we've got everything. Um, and I'll head downstairs. Okay. So you get downstairs, and Musa's already down there. He's having breakfast. It was all paid for part of your room, which Morton had paid for the night before. Morton eventually. Um, the smell of bacon wakes you up. Oh, bacon. I wake you up. <laughs> Is that your religion, I... by the way, Morton? Is bacon your religion? Bacon, yes. Bacon gotcha. and booze. Gotcha. It's two Bs. Um, I'll wake up and I'm going to try and make myself... I'm going to wash myself first. Make myself more presentable. Yeah, there's a, there's a wash basin. Uh, basin? Basin? The wash basin next to your next to your bed, which is which was filled the, the previous evening for you to be there, do your ablutions, etc. Um, and you, see you are quite happy and uh, clean yourself off, and you head down for breakfast. Kayla's down there, yep. Moose is down there. I would have taken my stuff as well, seeing as Moose has taken his. Okay, so as you're down having breakfast. Um, the sheriff comes in, uh, accompanied by a couple of his, his uh, deputies, um, wanders over towards you to give a, a wave to um, Patricia, who's working behind the, the bar this morning, giving you a look, hasn't said anything to you. Um, and he walks up and looks at a, a couple of seats around the table. Do you mind if I sit? Um, Paddy, can I have some breakfast, please? Um, sure. Certainly, Martin. Um, uh, 
Laurie will bring some over to you. I'll just sit in the seat and be like, please. Um, so, obviously, as I mentioned last night, I'd like to talk to you all about um, what you, uh, events of um, Hunter's death. Um, obviously, you may have overheard me discussing with Scarlett last night, there might be some infernal troubles in the neighborhood. Mm -hmm. um, so we just want to get to the root of everything. Uh, first of all, can I ask your names? Certainly. Um, Mardis Flick. Uh, mine's Canal. Um, which names are we using, guys? I can't <laughs> remember. It doesn't matter then, does it? Uh, I can't remember my name. Use your name. Have you drank oh, again? I drank <laughs> rather a lot. I was trying to forget, and I think I forgot everything. Even your name? Really? That is an impressive I, I, amount. I, I, I remember Morton. That's about it. All I remember. Were you drinking so over a girl? Were you so drinking over that? Yes. Five words for you to remember. It's not you. It's me. It'll fix everything. Is that what happens where you're from? Does it actually it, it, work? It's always me. Yes. Did you even try and speak to her? Well, um, I didn't see her last night. I found a bottle of whiskey, though. There's a little knock on the table. And Mr. Shagger, hello, still here? Sorry, apologies. <laughs> apologies. Sorry, woman trouble. Um, okay, uh, your name? He looks at Morton. Morton. Okay, so you... So you've given me a correct name, and he looks at Kada and Musa. Now, what about you two? Are you can stop lying to me, or are we going to actually get to the truth of this matter? Because my sheriff over there went to see Cleanne last night, and she told us that the people that were with Morham were named, that were, that were with Hunter were named Musa, Kada, Morham, and Thavar. Now, I've spoken to Thavar, and she's given a full account of what's going on. So, um... Why are you lying? What have you got? Honestly, I'm not lying. I'm just giving you a different name. Misa, I'm Kada, and honestly, there's just been a lot happening. Seeing a demon shook us up, and we're just trying to escape from the Shintari, and it was a really rough ideal, and we want to leave it behind us. Trying to, um, not demon. demon. Okay, one minute. Um, that's the story. That's a story that you told um, Janice. Yes, and Cillian. So you were from the Manfred Mines? Were you employees yes. or mates? Technically, I wasn't born anywhere near there. So I'm not from there. But you were in we, the Manfred Mines? We were in the Manfred Mines when the Shentan attacked. Okay, and we were you survived. employees? Or inmates? We were inmates, not for anything dramatic. Nothing like what Annie had done. We, we'd basically paid the entire lot off. We were about two days away from leaving anyway. The whole ordeal just shook us so, up so much we just wanted to leave it behind. Okay. Um, that, and we guessed everyone would probably it, it, be it, it, looks, it looks at the other, other guards and kind of gives a nod. 
one of the guards disappears outside of one of the the deputies disappears outside, well disappears outside and then you hear <laughs> somebody just started running from across crunchy fresh snow outside okay um yeah siliana we told her as well um about the shantan attack and the demon that they'd summoned mm -hmm. there was an infernal bear that attacked hunter we haven't lied about any of that our names were the only thing that we changed we just wanted to get some distance from this mad thing that happened to us well i'm a simple and relatively honest man that's why i have my job um i understand that people have lives and if you were sent to the mines you none of you would have done anything major but i'm also a man of the law so um, i'm gonna be honest with you i'm not gonna rough anybody up it's not really my style that's what they're for and he points over at a couple of deputies um but you have admitted to being well, escaped inmates rather whether this escape was of your own manufacturing we obviously will have to go and check with the mines um well, what do you think we I almost should... died in that attack uh, we were just... trying to escape we'd almost paid off our debt it's a fascinating uh, story um honestly, I'm not to happen, but i'm standing up and i'm like you are not taking me back there i will not also, go back there. also um back there. no one survived i doubt anyone survived that attack there were too many of them and it was a fuck off demon obviously we're gonna to have to get this clarified and revealed from who um, the dead we were, we, we How were you the dead we were sent we were sent riders off to the mines and riders off to canaan to confirm whether this place took place but i'm gonna ask you to stay here in town um if you leave then a writ of a, a fugitive writ will be placed against you i'm not going to throw you in in jail um not my style so i'm going to ask you politely if you're prepared to stay in town until your story is confirmed and um, we don't have uh, the money to stay and he looks over Marcus and going well i'm sure i can make arrangements for you um thank you we have, we have some comfier cells than your friend is currently staying in um or, <laughs> or if you wish to stay here um if you have indeed told the truth um and it is confirmed then i'm sure the crown will pick up the bill i used to work as an engineer if there's anything i can do around the town to pay for the state here your offer seems fair um, um but i would like to help if i can to pay for other no, rooms noble and admirable of you looks at the, the other two at mortem and lisa well, just shaking my I'm not going back. I'm not going to go anywhere. I'm just every time he tries to talk, I'm going to talk over and say, I'm not going back there. You will literally have to kill me. Or I'm not going back there. They they did some very illegal death matches. They did some very illegal death matches at that mine. Interesting. Tell me about it. Um, they they basically got people in and some rich people and they put some of the inmates against some of the professional people and it was a fight to the death. Mm -hmm. Interesting. And it was and to make money for rich people. And who and who was running this? Um, um <laughs> somebody called uh, Sergeant Maydock. Matters. Oh, um, matters. Matters. Should have named. 
always with a squirrely one. Squirrely one. Okay, well, as mentioned, um, I'm going to take you on your word because I'm that type of man. What I'm doing is asking you to stay in town until we verify your situation. If you attempt to leave, then I'll consider that a, a sign of guilt and we will pursue you. Or he looks up the stairs. Uh, we will ask someone who's slightly more capable to do so. When you get to the mines and confirm our story, once you know that we are telling the truth, will then you please I'm let us continue with sure, our lives? I'm sure someone will want to talk to you about the attack. Um, if there has been a scourging on the mines, then anything you are capable of telling us may be of value to the crime. Um, That's fair. That may see the rest of your sentence or debt, whatever is required, paid off. That's fair. But please do understand why we wouldn't want to go back there when we've survived that hellish situation. Uh, said, I'm, again, I'm just taking you on face value and on your word. Um, Janice I told understand. me that. He felt very convinced of your story, um, and he's a, a good judge of character in his trade. He has to be. Right. For all involved, uh, is that acceptable for you? Well, I'm going to work at the forge today anyway. He goes, all right, then. James as, long as, I'm, as long as I'm not going back there. As long as I'm not going back there. Can't make me go back there. Okay, then uh, there'll be something to discuss. We've already ordered the magistrate to come down and discuss, well, not ordered, or request a magistrate from Canam comes down to assess the situation with uh, the Eleanor that you are acquainted with. I don't um, know her. <laughs> we did meet her just yesterday. I don't know her. And once the magistrate arrives, um, I'm sure we will get to the bottom of this, um, and we'll, we'll send a flash rider off to the mines and discuss and discover um, whether your stories are true. And for your sakes, I think means do. They are. So send your fastest rider. We have nothing to fear. Um, Apart from the um, the rider dying because he gets killed by them on the way there. Well, I would assume you take the precautions. They they never come this far south. Well, they are. There was an infernal bear just outside of your town. No. Perhaps a little more caution is not mm. unwise. Indeed. Uh, I'll speak to Scarlet and see if her and the, the sirens can, as I did last night, can, can track that dark that darkness and, and evil down and, and rid us of it. I said there's a lot going on at the moment, but I'd appreciate your cooperation in this. You have it. Superb. Um, my man over there will be staying at the inn. Um, you looked at Morton. You said you apparently have to go and work at the forge? Yes. Okay. And wait here and someone will accompany, accompany you. Um, I do know where the forge is. I don't need a babysitter. Um, someone will accompany you. Those are the, shall we say, terms of your freedom you can but it's waste of a man all i can say <laughs> he looks at you and smiles this is the most excitement we've had for four months <laughs> my men 
still, still wow, do yeah, it. Like my boat. It's, it, it's good. To, yeah, it's good to give them something to do that isn't carrying old man Jenkins back to his cot. Is he Does he get drank a lot? Oh, he's just old. <laughs> I mean, you can talk more. I saw the condition you come in last night. Who do you think you are? I was not drunk. I was not Kader drunk. Mortimer, yeah. I saw you as well, and you were you were Kader drunk. I managed to get up those stairs perfectly fine, without help. And you passed out in your bed. own vomit. And failed to reach your bed. The floor's comfortable enough. It's fine. Gotcha. It's more space. I at least made it to bed. Um, I'll look at the shower and go. I'm probably not going to be leaving this in. I have got no discernible skills that are useful in this frozen, wretched wasteland. Okay, fair enough. Um, I'll speak to Marlis um, and make sure that your your accommodation um, and breakfast um, are paid for by the crane. Obviously, if you are found to have been lying to us, um, any such bills will most likely be added onto any debts you currently owe. Um, but if you all seem better, to be honest, he seems a very polite and calm and relatively insightful man. And certainly as a sheriff, you deal with a lot of interesting people in your life and you have to be able to figure them out. And he's been studying you all in your body language quite well. It's, but that's what we do, we'll do for now. Um, as I mentioned, if you attempt to flee or if any of my men are harmed in the process, then I am... Who has fleas? I am duty-bound... I am duty bound to pursue you uh, with the fullest extent of the law, and that also, which in, which also involves potentially hiring suitable people to track you down. And again, he looks upstairs in the direction of where you know the sirens to be sleeping. So, do we have an accord? We do. Um, I don't have any musical instruments. I was going to say I don't recognise that word. Is that some sort of? Hmm. So he, he, uh, after Morton's last comment, he just looks at Kader and at Musa and just goes, "How did you two make it this far?" I literally just go and take my life and how I've made it to this thing. Put that to your vocab book for you. Don't worry about it. Um, I can't put a finger on it. I'm gonna make one for you. Um, Morton, if you wish to go and. Your, your duty for the day. Um, off you go. Um, one of my As men the babysitter arrived. Uh, a couple of minutes pass, and eventually five other men appear. Um, they kind of look kind of a bit huffed and out of breath as if they just run all the way from the jail. Um, and they get there, and the sheriff turns around and goes, Okay, gentlemen, um, I don't think we're going to be needing you as yet. Um, with one of you escort the, the big man here to Forge? Apparently he's got the day's service owed to... I also the have to do my morning exercises, so I can hope you have somebody who can keep up. They're relatively fit men. So straight to the Forge, and we'll... And if you need it, then... Someone will come for you. So, yeah, with that done, Morton, with Morton, head, Morton heads off to the forge with a couple of um, escorts, so to speak. Um, you're going to attempt to go anywhere apart from straight to the forge? Well, I'm planning to take the long way around. I suddenly do my morning exercises. 
as you as you attempt to move off away from the forge, um, you you hear the guards call at you straight to the forge, my my man. But I need to go for a run first. Uh, if you go anywhere apart from the forge, I'm going to arrest you. You can keep up with me, right? I'm you only running anywhere, around the long way around. You go anywhere apart from the forge, I'm going to arrest you. Oh, this is totally not good for my exercises. You'll get plenty of exercise at the forge. That's a different type of exercise. I need cardiovascular. And I like, walk with my head down. <laughs> but I take extra long strides. Do you just do lunges all the way to the forge? <laughs> not, not quite that long. As in, as in really tall yeah. man strides. Okay. okay. Meanwhile, back at the um, Renford Jail, because um, you weren't on zero hit points, you uh, awake in the morning, um, Annie, and you regain your hit dice. Okay. Which should hopefully wake you up. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so you get you get a few hit points back awakening in the morning. Um, you've got a bit, a couple of lumps in your head, and it feels like somebody smashed you with a with the handle of a, of a mace. Oh wait, they did. Oh wait. Um, yes. <laughs> um, and you come round, you find that you have been thoroughly and properly searched this time. Your arcane focus is missing, um, and so is your your so are your pouches and spell components and any other things of worth mm -hmm. upon your personage. Um, and you're sat in the inn, and the first thing upon waking up, you hear an infernal voice in your head, Ah, boss, still alive! Just about. It, in, um, in my mind. <laughs> <laughs> like, head, head pounding, just like, just about. <sighs> right. Okay, uh, gonna so I'm going gonna, gonna to ask it. I'm going to say, I'm going to ask it, do they have any silver on them? On them? On, on me. the guards. I don't have any silver. No, Man. not on you, on the guards. What's silver look like? Shinier than normal. The metal stuff that they use for weapons. And he scurries off, comes back. Pointy things, some sticks, nothing shiny. What about the, uh, the lizard? What lizard? Lizard gone? Lizard gone. Okay, so um, is there a guard outside of the cell? Not directly outside, no. Not directly outside. I'm going to attempt uh, to, again, cast through my Infernal, disguise okay. self on myself. Okay. Um, that'd be your level one spell so that would call you 1d4 points of uh psychic damage because you don't have your arcane focus on okay that is actually fine okay does the spell go off though or not yeah uh spell goes off um as long as it doesn't require any material components cool uh it does not oh, and actually um one slight problem you Ooh. haven't had a chance to read your spell book this morning have you uh, I don't have a spell book. Oh, that's a good point. You are <laughs> in front of So yeah, you, yeah, yeah. One, you take one point of psychic damage. Yep. Um, and uh, the spell will go off 
and yeah. um, I will make myself look like uh, Musa. Yeah. Bastards. <laughs> uh, and then, and then I will have the imp unlock the gel cell for me. Okay, and how is your imp going to attempt to unlock the gel cell? Uh, using the unlocking mechanism on the outside. Okay, as um, as he scampers down the other side, and you guys, you can use your um, connection with it to see what it sees, and mm-hmm. this little in, invisible spider scampers down the other side. And it yep. sees a large bolting mechanism with a large cast iron um, padlock attached to it, um, sealing it in place. Okay. Um, I'm going to say, can you can you find the key for the lock to it? What's key going to look like? Um, Long piece of uh, it's a metal thing about this big. Yeah, one thing, you, one thing you, you do know from your time dealing with your your little infernal pet is, though imps are slightly more intelligent than your usual um, uh, familiars. Mm. They're still not the brightest bulbs in the universe. <laughs> they are the lowest. Um, form, they are the lowest form of infernal kind. Yes. So <laughs> I'll try. I'll try and like put a picture image of a key from okay. my mind into his yeah. so and it, ask him it, to go and find it goes off um, and you get because you're within range you're going to be under foot you're going to be pretty much within range wherever it is in the building mm-hmm. um, you get this mental image come back to you um, a couple of minutes later because you've got all these tiny little spider legs and yep. <laughs> it takes a while to get, any, get anywhere um, and you see it looking as if it's on some kind of flat surface looking up at what appears to be a set of hooks or a little poles on the wall when on each of these four poles are a set or or four sets of keys okay um i'm gonna have it look around the place and as, you, and, and as, it, as it looks around the room it's in um there are three other humans uh, looks like um deputies and something um, and um, one other person that looks like the sheriff. And they're having a, a conversation. Um, <laughs> the sheriff is recent, uh, currently having a conversation. The sheriff, after a short period of time, leaves with two of them, and there's just one other man there. It, um, the spider would have passed two guards that are currently standing guard at the bottom of the stairwell that leads up from where the jail cells are because you're kind of subterranean you don't have any windows right um the only way you've noticed is out your cell upstairs through the room and out of the building um obviously the, the be in the main office room which is where the, the sheriff's desk and the other deputies hang out uh your you can your um imp can see another doorway up on the, the first floor um and a set of stairs that leads up outside um and the other doorway um they're closed it does get a a whiff of smell and maybe some tea brewing, um, maybe wherever guards do their, have, have their lunch and stuff. Um, okay. But that's pretty much that's pretty much what it sees. But it does see four sets of large keys that are probably about 50 times bigger than it. Um, hanging up on a... They're not that big, are they? It's, 
it's a spider, dude. <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, yes, it's a spider. It's yes, spider. currently it's a spider. Yes, <laughs> I forget this. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, if it's an informant, it's not that. Yes, not that small. Um, yeah, okay. Uh, okay, so I'm going to uh, attempt again to uh, to cast. Uh, my, minor illusion um, through the imp to make a sound outside of the hall that, that sounds like the sheriff to say, guard, come over here. Yeah, um, uh, minor illusion being a cantrip? Yep. Okay, so that doesn't give you much of a headache. Yay. <laughs> um, so, yeah, uh, so, you cast minor illusion and the, the sheriff do and the guards and what what are you having it you can't it, can't it can't do anything specific can't, it can't mimic a voice it can just make a sound oh, a bit right, like okay. a bit, bit like everyone going <laughs> yeah okay um in which case um i'll have it uh make uh da, 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 da. let me just double check because if it could mimic voices, it would be an uber country. <laughs> yeah. Uh, doo -doo 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 -doo. I'll have it have it just have a screen <laughs> in a roundabout, like a male voice of some description. Okay, where is this scream going to come from? Because what's the uh, range of the spell? The range. And do you have to be able? To, and do you have to be able to see the spot that you are causing the spell to manifest? Uh, you do have to have sight of it. Okay, so um, you can make this screen appear outside your door or somewhere within your room. Uh, <laughs> I'll have I'll have uh, uh, I'll have the imp move first. Okay. To outside of the door. Yep. And then cast it down the hallway. Okay. Um, and have it. Yeah. Um, so uh, look outside your door. You, um, you're having passed, and obviously, I'll give you a, a better image of what's seeing on to, to allow you to make your mm. decisions. Um, you are on what appears to be a basement, and there are a total of twelve cells, uh, three on each side of a, a corridor which bisects it. So you're kind of smack bang wallop in the, the below the, the main structure. There are six on your wall, and there's a stairwell, and then there's three on either side of the stairwell there. You are currently in a cell which is furthest from the stairs right. on the left-hand side um, and on the back. So as you do it, it looks like it's probably 100 feet to the other end of the corridor. Um, actually, probably 40 feet to the far end of the corridor. And the guards are stand. The guards are currently standing duty at the bottom of the stairs. Right. Okay. Um, in which which, case, which which are which is about by six, so 20, 20 odd feet from where you are. Right. Okay. Um, in which case, then I'll have it uh, have it thirty feet down towards where I am. Okay, but, which would be but this further, right? but, but further down, basically. Okay. One, if it's thirty. It, from where the stairs are, it's yeah. about 30 feet to the end of your corridor, which is where you are. Right. 30 feet to the, 30 feet to the other way. 
Right. Uh, yeah. In which way? In which case, I'll have it that go the opposite way from where I am. Okay. So you're just gonna have it manifest in the in the hallway. Yeah. Yeah. In the hallway itself. Okay. Fair enough. Um. So as you as, catch as, your like spell, a man scream basically. Yeah. So as you manifest your, your spell, causing it to just ah! yeah. at the far end of the corridor, the guys instantly turn around and look in that direction, look at each other. The imp hears it, and you can, and because you're obviously using your imp to yeah. manifest the spell. Yeah. Um, and they both look at you. What the fuck was that? Isn't she the only one here? What about what about the guy in the room? Go check. He's what upstairs. Hmm? He's upstairs. Right. I'm I'm yeah, but you, you manifested the screen on your floor, which is the basement. So they No no no, that's not what I meant to do. Okay, you wanted yeah, to manifest I wanted it to, to upstairs. manifest upstairs so that the okay. guy in the room comes out. Yeah, or you said what you were okay, that's fair enough. Um, so you go upstairs, you manifest the scream upstairs because I described the scene for you on your basement. As yeah, you, yeah, sorry, because remember the range is only 30 feet, so your spider has to be within range for you, range for you and the spell. Um, so right, the spider okay manages to get up and he causes to so he, you now have the scene which is the office space, which is as described before with the number of desks, yeah, the canteen area, the set of stairs that go upstairs, out of sight. Um, and so your invisible spider has gone up in the room and you can see the main doors. Right, okay. Um, exactly where, and you obviously can still see all this through your, your spidey sense. Yeah, um, so I'm going to attempt to cast it towards the door. Okay, so there's a scream, so you get the scream to come from the doorway. Yeah. Um, as you hear the scream, um, your spider just sees the one man because that's all you can see at the moment. He just sees yeah. the guy in the office. He kind of looks up with a foot and runs over towards the door, opens the door. As he, outside, goes. I say, as he does, I'll have spider become an imp, okay, and grab the four key, uh, the four keys, or four attempt to. Okay, that's um, fine. No problem. It, it can it can still maintain its invisibility whilst it changes yeah. form. I, I was going to say like because uh, uh, I, I I was going to have it become invisible if it had to come out of invisibility. Yeah, it can still maintain it. its invisibility by change form, but it, for it to change shape, it has to return, revert revert to its yeah. infernal form before yeah. turning to another one. Otherwise, yeah. it's just too stupidly powered. Yeah, yeah, no worries. That's fine. Um, but yeah, so in imp form, grab the keys and the keys become invisible with it. And then, um, uh, yes, it does. The only, things, the only things that become invisible with it is what it is holding when it becomes invisible. Uh, then I would have to have it cut, become uninvisible, and then become invisible again. Then. Yeah. And you'd right. be aware of all of this. Otherwise, yeah. again, invisibility becomes too overpowered. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No worries. That's fine. Um, so I'll have it become uninvisible and then invisible again. It will, it will spend its first. So you're going to get it to become uninvisible? You can say so we're making sure we're going to get the chain of events. Yeah, correct. yeah, yeah. So I don't want to screw you over. So, so I'm going to whilst, have it become imp form, whilst invisible. Yep. Good. Grab the That's keys whilst invisible. Yep. Right. Then hide under a table. Okay. Become uninvisible. Become invisible again. All right. Fine. So 
with the guard distracted. Yep. Um, everybody, door. He's just opened the door. Um, the spider will be from where it was, just at the top of the stairs, to be able to see what was going on. It will be about twenty odd feet away from where the keys are. We'll say twenty five feet. Yep. Um, and they're slightly up off the floor. Um, doesn't matter; he can fly. Um, so you get it to revert back to its original form, mm -hmm. and the guard has rushed over towards the door, open the door, look outside. Fuck. So that's that round. Yep. And still currently looking because there was there was a noise. Yep. Um, now we're going to go into initiative to determine whether the guard turns around and sees your imp suddenly appear in the middle of the room or he's busy or whatever he's doing because yep. obviously i don't want to screw you over on this because this is okay. a good plan we're yeah, just no doing way. it above board because the, the sound the sound only la the sound only lasts for one round yeah so at the end of that turn the first turn the guard got up and went to look and the sound was gone he opened yeah. the door there was nobody there bringing kids playing knock knock ginger again yeah. <laughs> or or screen screen ginger in this case shut the door <laughs> Um, so he rolled a 16. Um, uh, I got a seven, a seven. So he turns around, having rushed up and opened the door. Looks like his action for this round is to shut the door as his action, and turn around and start walking back towards his desk. Okay, um, so where is his desk in terms of the keys? Uh, right in front of him. Okay, <laughs> and so, so his desk is in front, so if he sat down at his desk, would he be facing away from the keys? Away from the keys, yes. Right, okay. Um, in which case, so I'm going to have the, the imp go behind to where the keys are. But okay, can you make a dexterity check, please? A dexterity check, okay. The guy in the front, the guy in the front office, wasn't the only one to hear the noise. No worries. Uh, Twenty-one. Okay, it just manages to get out of the way in time before somebody stands up. <laughs> okay, um, fair enough. They can't see it, so they're just yeah. running up the stairs. <laughs> oh yeah, no, no, that's fair. <laughs> yeah, so it will go to where the keys are um, and wait for him to sit down. So it scurries over into the corner by the keys, and he sits down at his desk, and the guy can run up and goes. Hey, Paulie, what was that? You know, don't know, just scream, open the door, nobody go there. Bit weird. And my, the, the guard looks again. Mm, I wonder if he's the little witch in the basement. Somebody go down and check, see if she's awake. So the guard goes, heads back down. Okay. You were caught casting magic the night before. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fair. Um, so I'm going to, at this point, uh, so is the the guard at the desk turned away from the keys currently yeah he's sat at his desk yeah so, so i will... doesn't appear to be aware that impy is in the room yeah i would like to try and uh have impy steal said keys uh using um thingy um sleight of hand to, okay to so yeah um he's got four sets of keys he's only gonna be able to Still one set at a time. Right, okay. Fine. Um, looking at them from my angle, do any of them yeah. look like they'd fit the lock that I saw earlier? You've no idea, because uh, all you see is like this lock-shaped hole. Um, you've no idea what the, the internal mechanisms look like. Right, okay. No worries. 
Um, in which case, so are they on hooks in a row sort of thing? Yes. Four um, so I'll take the second set. The second set. Because there's four of them, and it could be the second from the left or the second from the oh, right. Sorry, two. Second from the left. <laughs> okay, thank you very much. Yeah, second from the left. So, so second, second from left, which would be like the, from where the, um, your little imp is, like the, the third, third farthest away. Right. Um, your imp is. Um, can it make a stealth check? Yep. He's got these little flappy wings. Uh, six. <laughs> Oh dear. He is not a stealthy boy. He is not a stealthy boy at all. <laughs> he kind of flies in the kind of flies in the garden. Oh, the he does he does have a stealth of five. Mine. Okay. If that that's makes five. a difference. That's, that's, that's an eleven. So yeah, that, that will that, that will be his bonus to stealth check. Yeah, okay. No worries. Um uh, still eleven. So yeah, it kind of flies in the garden. Excuse me, coming through. Um <laughs> no, it, it, um the guard does kind of look around as if he kind of heard something, but can't see anything and because it's just Flapping a little, um, yeah. kind of, yeah, it's kind of a, a bit of a paranoid look on his face at the moment. What is going on? <laughs> with, uh, sound, with sounds happening all around him, yeah. <sighs> okay, um, so I'm going to have it try and make the sleight of hand check to steal the key. Okay, dokey. Uh, what is it, sleight of hand? Uh, three. Three. Okay. <laughs> it yes, doesn't have any gonna have, Definitely going to have to make a check. <laughs> yeah. No, and the, DC, and the DC will be 12. Oh my god, why? It's a nine. None of us are having any luck today. No. no. So, as it starts edging the keys off, you're rattling and a clink. Um, it starts making noise, and the guard certainly snaps around, and he sees the keys kind of like wavering <laughs> rather than sitting at the bottom of the peg, they're kind of wavering halfway up. Um, uh, and obviously, you're in. Kind of reacts to it, looks over, and because you're looking for its eyes and guiding its motions at the time, you see the guard pull out his biddy club and yep. he's just going to swing wildly at the whatever <laughs> at the keys, at whatever he has no idea what's there. Yep. Um, so you're in, it's obviously invisible, so it's going to get a bonus to its armor class. Um, uh, is it a magical weapon? Uh, it's not a magical weapon, no, then it will deal no damage to the imp. It doesn't matter. It might break his invisibility. Um, <laughs> already then. So uh, twenty minus four is sixteen. Uh, I believe that will definitely hit. Okie dokie. Can your imp make a concentration check? It's going to be straightforward. Ten. It doesn't really hurt it, but your imp is going to have to. Come on. Come on, come on. Just just this one roll, please. Yay, 17. Okay. Well, it certainly hits something solid, and the guard is aware of that. Um, but the imp manages to maintain form. Are you gonna attempt it to leave the keys or continue pulling the keys off? But the guard uh, is going out, guys, guys, there's fucking something. I don't know, something, something. Uh trying to steal the keys. Yeah, now now that it's been squatted, I'm gonna have it just try and get away with the keys without being stealthy. Okay. Um so so, it's just gonna uh, grab the key, grab the keys and run. So that's no problem. It's got, yeah. of, it's got a hold of the keys now. Um yeah. but yeah, it's pulled the keys off of the shelf. Yep. Um off the off the um, hook. 
So it's going to. So, so we go into initiative to see who acts first. The, um... Sixteen. You're going first. Hey. Uh, so it's going to flap, 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 um, and Where? attempt to. So, how many desks are in the room total? Four. Four. And where are they positioned from where it is? Uh, well, there's basically two on either side. The room's probably 20 by 20, basically a quarter of the, or one half of the, the building, so to speak. Right. Um, maybe a bit longer. There's two on one side, two on the other. And like I said, there's stairs that go up and they're kind of positioned in this square type position with the yeah. door to the, the canteen kind of in the middle of the, the far wall. Okay, so I'm going to have it go towards one of the other desks with the key okay. um, and attempt to hide under it. Okay, so it flies uh, across the room. So which one? Because okay. you are currently at the, um, the step, we'll, we'll call it, we'll put the four of them up. So at the, the one which will be in the, the southeast quadrant. Right. So which is where the guard was. Yep. So you're going to go northeast, northwest, or southwest. Uh, northeast. Okay, so it flies across the room. What's its flying speed? Uh, 30, I believe. So it gets 30 feet, which... Uh, 40, just, right, sorry, 40. 40 yeah, which gets it over to where the table are, enough to get it to go down again. Yep. Um, which is fine. And it's going to use its action to hide. Okay, so it sneaks under the table. Mm-hmm. Um, Guard's movement is to obviously follow these now flying set of keys across the room. Um, runs over the table, looks under the table, can't see anything. Does reach out with one hand and grabs the keys that are currently not invisible. Yep. And takes a swing with his truncheon to try and find out if whatever <laughs> stole the keys is still there. Yep. Uh, that would be uh, eight. So kind of clangs his truncheon against the top of the desk rather than um hitting anything tangible yep but he's going to attempt to yank the keys out um so your imp's going to have to make a concentration uh, a an opposed strength check as the guard pulls the keys away uh can it use its dex instead uh no it's a strength chest because he's pulling it Boy. <laughs> uh one not nat okay you lost <laughs> so yeah, the guard pulls the keys out, of, keys out of the way. As your imp here is another set of like heavy boots coming from that stairs, and the guard calls out, "Something's trying to fucking steal the keys." I'm telling you, man. Um, and he goes, "Quick, quick, pop upstairs, guys, get down here!" And you hear the voices, and you hear the thundering of feet. What's your imp going to do? That was their um, actions. It's gonna. Uh, start flying back towards me. Okay, as it, because obviously you're at a desk now, and it went under the desk into the little alcove, so it's got yeah. to get out past the guard. Yeah, so gonna it ask, will, it, uh, ask can it crawl under? Uh, out, the, out the back end? No problem, yeah, it's fine. It can get out of the back, so it crawls yeah. out of the back. Um, as it flies up, and it sees a, it sees three other guard, three other uh, watchmen, city guards, coming Trudging down with the little truncheons down the stairs, 
kind of a little bit more blurry eyed maybe that's where the um the night shift were or day shift were sleeping off and getting ready um as it's flying around i'm gonna ask it to make a dexterity check to avoid yep. the guard that is currently running up the stairs yeah no worries <laughs> Nine. One day. It's a really good plan, mate. <laughs> it is a really good plan. But my none of us have rolled well. Terrible. <laughs> none of us have rolled well. No, we've all rolled really badly and okay, um, so has rolled amazingly. Can you can you I didn't because that strength tech, you only rolled like nine, but you rolled a one, dude. Well, I rolled a four, yeah. but it's got minus three to its strength. Yeah. You're too yourself. <laughs> um, so yeah, can your um, your imp make a concentration check? Because mm, in its no. flight, um, it flew straight down the stairs and straight into into the guy the guy that was running up from downstairs trying to find out what was going on. Okay, uh, eleven. Okay, um, just enough because it was a ten. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> stop it! But he's flown in front of the guard, and the guard's going to make a random swipe to grapple or whatever, just to into his face. <laughs> Little claws and teeth. <laughs> what the fuck? Um, Why do you want to have it attack anyone? That that was the thing. <laughs> it's not attacking people; just flying into them. Mm. Um, so yes, yeah, right. So um, so yeah, you can use your dex or your strength to avoid being grabbled. I will use his dex. You sure you don't want to use strength? No, I'm really <laughs> frigging sure I don't. Uh, eight. Oh, I, rolled sure? <laughs> I, rolled, I, I rolled a two on a dice, which makes it a total of five. Hey, so he's <laughs> away. <laughs> yes, he just managed to slip out the guard. He did physically get hold of it for a little while, and it just squirmed out of his grasp. Yep. Um, and that guard calls out, there's definitely fucking something in here! <laughs> um, and you hear, well, no, you don't hear anything, because you the only things you hear are come, is what you, and see is what your um, imp... Uh, is portraying to you so you're getting all the commotion up here you're completely blissless as to what's happening next there yep <laughs> no idea what's going on uh but it'll fly back down and as it gets downstairs um as it's starting to come downstairs you suffer seven points of bludgeoning damage to the noggin which knocks me out again <laughs> <laughs> whilst you were unaware of what was going on because you were too busy playing around on the stairs the guys downstairs obviously opened the room so you eyes it rolled up in the back of your head and just went whack <laughs> i mean i mean i could have been asleep you yeah, could have been asleep you could have been could have been in some kind of meditative state and mumbling infernal to myself house. yeah and, and the last <laughs> Oh. And the last, last thing you remember hearing is your is your imp going, boss, I'm hiding. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, so yeah, back to uh, sorry, mate, your role sucked. I like the plan. Good <laughs> yeah. idea. And, and, and nice, nice way of thinking outside the box, mm. etc. Um, yeah. It's all good fun. We've got an, an invisible prison break. Um, <laughs> <It's> <laughs> Um, so back to uh, well, obviously Norton has edged off to um, finish paying off his debt, so he can pick up his scythe at the end of the day. Musa, and Musa and Kader, we can finally call you Musa and Kader now. Um, what about you guys? What are you doing? You're at breakfast. Um, the Great Escape 
took place I'm, I'm escaping anywhere. Um, I'm going to check out what else Bar's got to offer, seeing as I'm <laughs> staying here to charge. Oh. <laughs> Before that, Ian, would I still have yep. been in the form of Musa? Yeah, that's uh, what I said. Yes. Until, you were wrapped, until you were wrapped around the head. Because you, you are aware that they did say there was only one person here. And yeah, fair aware. No, 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 no <laughs> just so I double check, yeah. that was all. <laughs> yeah, so, as you got right, as you got right around the head, you obviously reverted to your own form and yep. guys got a little anger. Yeah, I'm not getting paid enough for this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Shut the door, locks it. I'm gonna put that in a report. Right, um, <laughs> I needed to uh, start writing down some of the um, short common words. I'm getting good at the long ones. I need some short ones. So like it, the, and. <laughs> I have some parchments, so I'm going to start creating a vocabulary list for <laughs> Musa. Flashcards for me. You got to yeah, keep them because. <laughs> I'm just gonna. I'm gonna start just saying. Um, oh no, no. Just I'm gonna. I'm gonna start a list with like. Oh, what's that long word that the guy used? And then. Morton made a dumb joke about it. Oh, what was it? Accord. Um, I'm gonna write down accord as the first word, and then I'm just gonna turn to Musa and be like, "Any time you don't know what something means, uh, he didn't mean a musical instrument." This is a very complex language. <laughs> oh no. Um, I'll write down all the meanings. Just tell me if you don't understand a word, and then I'll. I like, told you that I can't read. <laughs> I mean, I can. I, you know, I can. I mean, I can read. Don't get me wrong. I was just asking whether I mentioned that I can. Technically, Musa, your tribe doesn't have a written language. Uh, the written word <laughs> is struggle. If I teach you common, you have to teach me your language. I feel that's a fair exchange because there is no way I'm doing this without any kind of return. Okay. I, I, okay. I, let's strike an accord, Dean. Out of court. Sorry. It's not is. I mean, he didn't. <laughs> He meant agreement. Accord meant agreement. Uh, that's that's why. Okay. <laughs> it's not an accordion. Accordion is the instrument. Um, I just, I'm gonna, like, lean close to the table and start writing out the alphabet and just be muttering under my breath. Oh my! How? To, this is not what I came to the surface for. <laughs> <laughs> and on, on, on that beautiful note, uh, with Kaya <laughs> trying to figure out what what what, what Cross has done to her and what she's done wrong <laughs> in the universe and life, uh, we'll uh, call it a day for today, and we'll pick up next week and uh, discover um, what's happening to our band of misfortunate misfits. Uh, <laughs> And we will see you um, on Wednesday. Uh, Mike, are you up for continuing Eric's journey? Hopefully with a little bit more success than yeah. this one. Uh, um, yeah, one, what, yep, perfectly, perfectly adequate. So <laughs> we'll be back on Wednesday for the adventures of Eric Serizar, where we'll pick up with what's happening to Eric. Again, um, thanks for watching, everyone. Um, great shout out to Rachel Lewis and obviously our friends over at One. Uh, in 20 TTR, uh, TTG, which you can find on uh, YouTube and Twitter.
uh, for um, letting us use Rachel for her fabulous um, cameo this evening. And mm. we'll get to see Rachel in the flesh on our channel next week. Um, and she will be joining us in whatever form we manage to figure out. Uh, so <laughs> uh, thanks to me. Uh, thanks to the players. Uh, that was a good, fun one. Um, very chaotic. Very chaotic. Chaotic. Um, chaotic. And we will see you next week. Um, uh, 